<laughs> Hello, it is Thursday, February 4th. Super Bowl's in a couple days. Yeah! Hey, big, big conversations today. Mm-hmm. Great show today. Hey, not a bad one. Whole bunch of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff coming at you. Mm-hmm. There's so many storylines right now. I mean, that is why this show is going to be one where you go, you know what? I'm thankful I listen to that show. Yeah. Impossible to pick through all of them, really. Oh, let's get to it, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, if you like the show by the end of it, please tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Yeah. Joining us today will be the Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Year officially, Justin Herbert. Yeah! Hell yeah! The guy won the Pepsi Zero Sugar mm-hmm. NFL Rookie of the Year. Wow. Because yes. Pepsi did used to award that. Then they got healthier. That's right. And if sugar's around, by the way, they ain't getting the name who the MVP is. Correct. So nice. You keep that son of a bitch sugar out of this MVP announcement. I'm sorry, Rookie of the Year announcement. By all means. Mm-hmm. I found that pretty funny that they will sponsor anything at this point. You know yeah. what I mean? Even we'll, we'll dive into not just sponsor. We will get into next level sponsor. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Mountain Dew, Blast, Cherry, Coda <laughs> for the blah, blah, blah. Shout out to Pepsi Coke Zero for the NFL Rookie of the Year. Justin Herbert has won. Shout out to Pepsi, by the way, being a massive supporter of a lot of awesome things in the NFL for a long time. The Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Year is just, I mean, that is a funny thing to say. Just naturally, it sounds ridiculous. But shout out to Pepsi and for their Zero Sugar drinks, which I assume are fantastic. I don't drink them because I'm healthy. No, I, don't yeah. I don't drink pop. Uh uh-uh. uh. Coke Zero? I don't drink soda. Oh. Yeah, I don't so do good. any of it. Wow. I don't drink anything that has any carbonation anymore. What? Maybe a beer or two if it's a celebration. What? But mostly I'm just a water guy. What? Maybe a Gatorade guy. What? Which one? Gatorade Zero, you might ask. What? Oh, the Glacier Freeze one, the blue one. It tastes absolutely delicious and has next to no calories at all or carbs. What? I might have a flavored water every once in a while with a Mio that you spray in there to get uh, electrolytes if you're on a keto diet and you're not getting it into your body because you're not eating any carbs at all. So I'll drink a Mio with a water as well. What? Every once in a while, I'll dive into a green tea every single morning from a very yuppie coffee shop, but they make absolutely delicious green teas. What? But other than that, I ain't really drinking shit. <laughs> but after today, I tell you what, I might go and try a Pepsi Zero Sugar because the NFL Rookie of the Year will be joining us in about 20 minutes or so. Can't wait to talk to Justin Herbert. Lot to talk about. Lot to talk about, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry, he's at 102. He's not at 1225. He's in the second hour. He's one hour from now. Lot to talk about with him. Last time we talked to him, he was going into the NFL. All right, still had long hair. Mm-hmm. At that point, he had not had a Nike deal yet, but he said he's not signing with anybody <laughs> other than Nike. I was like, hey, bad leverage there. Bad <laughs> leverage there. I think they'll love your loyalty because you're from Oregon. You went to Oregon. Mm-hmm. You're going to get paid by Nike. But at some point, okay, this is a men's league now, Herbert. You need to let them know that you will sign to Adidas. You are not scared. Yeah. And by the way, if Adidas signed Justin Herbert, went into Oregon and got Oregon's guy, who then went on to be the Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Year. Think about that marketing campaign that could have happened. Man. Herbert said, no, I'm going to be Nike. Okay, I've been wearing this shit literally <laughs> since I popped out of uh, my mother. I mean, this is what I'm going to do. He cut his hair. He became the starter for the Chargers in a situation that obviously was not ideal for a guy named Tyrod Taylor. Mm. Tyrod Taylor goes in to get uh, Lidocaine. Is that mm-hmm. what it was? Yeah. Lidocaine, I think. Lidocaine, Lidocaine. There's Novocaine. That's for the moth. Okay. Okay. Then there's other canes, I believe, 
cocaine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. There's a lot of other yeah. cases that eliminate um, eliminate feeling. You know, they just kind of numb an area. Mm-hmm. All the canes that we refer to, aside from the sugar one, that zero sugar, by the way, <laughs> right, right. that we drink right. the NFL Rookie of the Year, all those canes make things not be able to be felt. Gets the lidocaine shot, you know, into ribs so that he can go play a game, Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. And uh, the needle actually went through the ribs and just stabbed him right in the lung. Jeez. Uh, punctured it. Yep. 15 minutes before the game, Justin Herbert becomes a starter, and it is... All she wrote from there. Yeah. Unfortunate for Tyrod Taylor, did not deserve that. That is not the way you should be given one of those shots, which I do believe happen on a much more regular basis than anybody could fathom. But the fact that you just drive a golf tee into a guy's um, lungs and then a rookie sensation comes in. This is like a Wally Pip moment, but yeah. Wally Pip was hung over. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor yeah. was prepared and ready to play a game 15 minutes before he's about to start playing well out there, by the way, with the entire team believing in him. And instead, he's benched. Can't play. Yeah, why? Might die. Okay, new kid, you're in. And he just absolutely balled. Nobody could have expected Justin Herbert to be as good as he was in the NFL. Coming out of college, people ask, is he too quiet? Is he too shy? He's from a small town. Is he going to be able to handle the big stage? And I'll tell you what, you watch him in college, he looked like a very mellow dude, okay? Kind of always seemed to have the face like, um, you know, it appeared as if he potentially had a little Jared Goff in him, which like, does he know he's in this massive moment? Like, hey, there has to be... Now, Aaron Rodgers is super relaxed and calm, but you can see, like, frustration. You can see, like, in, when you look in his eyes... I'm a big look-in-their-eyes guy. You know what I mean? I want to look in the eyes and see, like, what's going on there? Are we very scared right now? Are we nervous? Do we have any idea that we're in a big moment right now? Are we ready to dominate? And whenever you saw Justin Herbert in college, I think the, the shots that I looked, they were on national TV every single week, I don't think, until the end of the season or whatever. Whenever they were zoomed in on his face, I also wondered, like a lot of people, like, hey, does this guy have, you know, like the, hey, it's going to take a lot of work. We talked to Aqib Tlaib yesterday. He said the reason why there's only 15 guys and I, I think that's very generous, by the way. Yeah. There's only 10 guys, basically, that make it in this profession and are great and go. It's because the amount of time, the amount of passion, the amount of everything that you have to have towards football, it has to basically take over your life. Like, for instance, Aaron Rodgers is going to go disappear for a month or whatever mm-hmm. just so he can get his body and his mind ready to play football again. Yep. Everything is like, hey, to play football. And not everybody has that. You wonder what, those, what he looked like every once in a while, and then you heard the talk about maybe he's not going to be a guy that'll be able to get out there and go and uh, command a huddle and everything like that all those things were completely fucking wrong mm-hmm. yeah he came in there was running people over yep. celebrating mm-hmm. he they said he had great command of the huddle we watched in hard knocks pep hamilton would talk shit to him mm-hmm. he would answer i yep. mean it was like all those questions with you know without the ignorance without the not knowing on whether or not these will be they've all been answered they got a guy He's the Pepsi No Sugar Rookie of the Year. A lot has happened since we talked to him, yeah. and I cannot wait to chat with him. J.K. Dobbins will be joining us, running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, kind of kicked Mark Ingram out of time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of did. Big trust. Woo, woo. <laughs> Fuck out. Sorry, Mark. Okay, we got a new guy. Mm-hmm. Mark got hurt, I believe, this year as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I assume Mark will end up in a place. But J.K. Dobbins became quite a story with the Baltimore Ravens this year because there was a couple games where he was pissed he was not playing. Because they were rotating. Yeah. Gussie was getting in there. Mm-hmm. Mark Ingram was in there every once in a while. And he wasn't getting the ball enough. And he came off the sideline a couple times, primetime game, saying, what the fuck? Like, I want to be back in there. They started putting him back in there. 
He did good. Yeah. He done <laughs> he good. good. He done very good. J.K. Dobbins going to be a player. He's here for Panini America. I'm assuming he has a rookie card. Mm-hmm. Ooh, hey, yeah. And by the way, sports card, good investment. Yeah. I don't have any good investment. All right, everybody's in the game now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gary V's hustling these sports cards. Booming. Adam Lefko. Hey, if you hey, hey, listen. What did we learn this week, okay? We all learned very loudly. Stock market game potentially rigged. Yeah. Okay. Be. <laughs> potentially not set up for everybody's success. Feels mm-hmm. like it. And I've never been somebody that said, you know what? That's what I want to do is invest in stuff. Because you know what I want to invest in? Me. I want to invest in my life, my happiness. That's what I want to invest in. Now, I've been told by everybody and their incredibly smart families and everything like that, like that's not a good idea. You need to start preparing for the future. And I have, but I haven't done any investing in other humans' ideas or I, for this stock market thing, especially after you watch Wolf of Wall Street and the whole, you know, the, you just do the whole thing. Well, it hasn't been my thing. People have made money investing, okay? Those stories are very, very loud. We know that there's been a lot of money lost in the stock market as well. You you don't really hear about those as much unless it's the people that run the stock market losing their money, then everything changed. So I think we've learned this week the stock market might not be the most fair place. Sure. Okay? I think we learned that. Yeah, I think that's that's accurate. The sports cards market? Ooh. Oh my God! Oh, it is a boomer! I know nothing about it. Don't I know nothing it. about well, it at all. But every once in a while, one of these goddamn things that'll go up for sale makes it into my timeline. I'll mm-hmm. see it. 400 some thousand dollars for a goddamn little piece of what? Cardstock? Yep. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. That's some of them unbelievable. Have, some of them have the jersey on it, too. You might get a Mahomes piece of jersey. Listen. Worth 250 Listen. AMC GameStop. Listen. Hold the line. Hold the right. line. Hold the line. Hold the Hold the line. But I do believe the sports cards thing seems to be going. J.K. Dobbins will be here for Panini. I wonder if he is in the sports card investment game because, you know, these people that potentially got laughed at in the past as being nerds sure. are now potentially cashing in because the market's going up. I would never get into the, the market ever. No. That is not something I would no. do. You uh, you could never trust me enough with a piece of card stock to keep that thing yeah. healthy enough for long enough. Now, they have entire, like, vaults they put them oh, in yeah. and all that, mm-hmm. and I respect that. That's just not the way I go. I'll be excited here what jk dobbins thinks about panini america you talked about investing in your happiness it's kind of disappointed that it was panini trading cards i thought we were gonna talk about paninis oh oh is he on is he here for sandwiches no unfortunately if jk not. dobbins is here for just sandwiches <laughs> oh. new favorite guest of all time at tone Diggs. um we also have work done on today yeah. He's an incredibly good guy. Hopefully, you'll be able to learn something you and connor in the the, the whole table what a good guy why am i um, being thrown in with I don't know. To be honest, it was just a transition I made. <laughs> and I assumed at some point you did something. Well, But yeah. we could all learn a little from work done, especially this toxic table at Boston, Connor and Ty yeah. Schmidt. Uh, Connor, you first, pal. Bruins are good at hockey. Of course. Pasternak's unbelievable. Uh-huh. New England Patriots are dead. Well, How you doing? Yeah. Well, best team in hockey, like you just said. But, you know, I was looking over the sheet right before the show. Okay. Demarcus Robinson and, uh, I believe, Danny Kilgore, the center for the Chiefs, both get uh, – <laughs> They both get haircuts on the same day, right? Why is one guy coming back on Friday, one guy coming back on Saturday? That makes no sense to me. I thought protocols were even for everybody. Well, no, Foxy just had quite a moment right behind you while you were talking about that. I do believe your confusion with the protocol thing, not just the only confusion that's potentially happening right now during this show, (laughs) but you're 100% right. Why is one half haircut 
today yeah. and another one tomorrow. Is it because they potentially longer haircut, better fade? Mm. They oh. were around each other longer? Is that what it okay. is, I wonder? Is that the protocol? Like, hey, whenever there's a certain amount of time, there's a certain amount of hours that are a lot for hours on the other side. Like good days in jail. Remember Ooh, those count for yes. two, yeah. allegedly. If you get your haircut for 45 minutes or you get your haircut for 20 minutes does that extra 25 minutes account for an extra day potentially in the protocol something we do have to look into and when did they add that into the protocol is what i would like to know i assume robinson got his haircut first he, he finished his and he probably got it like finished at like 245 and practice starts on tomorrow or and saturday at three o'clock hmm. so his haircut was done before practice starts so he gets to come back the day before kilgore was after practice starts Okay. Oh, so this guy was hanging around the facility oh. for three, four hours, huh. essentially? So, sounds like it. That's a big problem. If that's <laughs> the case. Jeez. And I, there was, I guess, 20 other players yeah. potentially lined up oh. to get their haircuts, including... No. Mr. No. no way. Way. Could you imagine? Don't say it. No. Are you kidding me? Patrick Mahomes. Oh, wow. Can you imagine the Super Bowl got... Hold on. I just want to let you know, though. Like, I saw him get his haircut before. It's on a commercial. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he betrayed his bar. Is that the barber? Is it the same the, barber? Oh, geez. That's a great question I have. Is this the barber that's from the State Farm commercial? Because the barber-client relationship is one I do believe that is held in high regards. Because if you have a haircut that is looked at as your own haircut, mm-hmm. I would assume you're not just letting anybody cut that hair. No. I assume Patrick Mahomes isn't letting this new haircut that he has introduced to the world, basically. This mm-hmm. is the Patrick Mahomes haircut. As they say... On the progressive mm? Allstate All st- commercials. Mm-hmm. State Farm? Uh, State, State Farm. Farm. State, State Farm. Farm. State Farm. Well, and if we remember. They're great commercials. Great. great. We love Aaron in there. Pay him more. Mm-hmm. If we remember from the beginning of the season, though, Mahomes may be, you know, blessed by the gods as well because he dapped up Stephon Gilmore right after the game. Big dap. Gil- big, huge dap. Gilmore gets COVID the next day. Mahomes, hey, he's fine. Uh, at Ty Schmidt, Brett Favre is stirring. The, today, there's a lot of conversation about stirring the pot. Uh, <laughs> Brett Favre stirred the pot a little bit. Teddy Bruschi Ooh. stirred the pot a little bit. You know, every I'm I'm making a thirty thousand dollar wager uh, within the next <laughs> couple hours. Stir the pot a little bit. Fauci. Fauci stirring the pot. Don't launch a Super Bowl. Okay, oh. I told you no Thanksgiving. You sons of bitches did it. I told you no Christmas. You sons of bitches did it again. Do I have to say it one more time? No Super Bowl parties. None at all back there. Ain't that right, Fouch? You gather. Oh, God. You can't even turn my mic on. Gather at your own risk, Patrick. I told you. I've told you. Double mask. Gather at your own risk. I heard you actually came out and said triple mask. Yeah. Well, if they're going to be playing this super match on Sunday, they should be wearing four. Hey, a lot of people are saying because of your embarrassing opening pitch, you're potentially hateful towards sports at this moment because the way sports fans reacted to that opening pitch, which will go down as now. Listen, very cool moment. The MLB oh, yeah. is back. Of course. But that particular opening pitch, they're saying. Worst opening pitch in the history of opening pitches, especially on that big of a night with you, Mr. Fauci. Is it? I didn't say that, Dr. Fauci. I'm sorry. I didn't say that, but I'm just saying people have been saying that. Is that why you're telling people don't even watch a Super Bowl, don't gather? Or is it because Alan Sills, the NFL doctor, basically at the beginning of the season said, hey, Fauci, fucking kick rocks, Fauci. Literally, what is it all about? Why is your hatred towards the Super Bowl? Patrick, I'm actually glad you brought up this this blasphemy of my name that's happened since I threw out this pitch to open the MLB season. You find another 
the 80-year-old that's managing a global pandemic <laughs> in, in such a volatile environment like Washington, D.C., <laughs> and you throw a pitch right down. You groove one in over the plate. I, 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 I don't I hate sports, Pat. I love sports. I just want people to be careful. Don't gather, wear 10 masks, and stay at home. Fauci had quite a run here, didn't he? I mean, he this said, guy will forever be remembered, Fauci. He said to wear goggles in July. Yeah. That might help us. Well, I mean, as we've all learned things, right? And I, I do not like... Jesus, this... <laughs> this the, the internet, the sports community, yeah. by the way, I will say, they. I think the sports community had a lot of respect for Fauci. Okay, was very yes. thankful for Fauci. Okay? Absolutely. We appreciate all the work you've done. All right, listen... A lot of people were saying you're the voice uh, uh, that we should be listening to. And this is coming from a person, by the way, okay, I, I am not in that world. I do not know that world at all. I know I stick to my world. But Fauci, I feel like he made his way into everybody's world, you know? Once How come started, I don't get credit for the NFL, Fauci, Pat? Fauci, once Fauci started dancing into the, base, into the sports world, mm -hmm. boy, I think a lot of people were like, okay, Fauci, listen, <laughs> yeah. we're not coming into your world, all right? You stay the fuck in yours, all right? We'll stay here. You do yours. Now, if you want to talk to Dr. Alan Sills and things like that, but I think Fauci made a PR mistake with the sports fans of the world whenever he started saying, this shouldn't happen, can't this can't happen, this can't happen. Now, granted, if you're a doctor and you have reasonable concerns, that's what you're supposed to do, you probably talk to the leagues, right? But mm -hmm. you just going out and saying, like, shouldn't do it it's like okay well now you got a lot of people that are like you got me locked in my goddamn house okay first you told me not to wear a mask now i'm supposed to wear six yeah. i'm not allowed to do anything and you're telling me that i'm not allowed to fucking watch sports all right but you can see how people potentially do that and i'd assume dr fauci is a reasonable person he understands that there's potentially some hatred from sports fans mm -hmm. and whenever he said don't watch a super bowl together or whatever though all those people came back by the way oh yeah but hey, Fauci is making a resurgence. I think. Mm. I think Doctor Fauci is making a uh, resurgence. Really? Yeah, I do believe. Uh. I do believe. <laughs> you don't think so? I mean, God bless him if he does. You know, I mean, if if Fauci can't take a little jostling from people saying like, "Hey, pal, that was a dog shit first pitch," you know, I mean, then maybe <laughs> maybe Fauci needs to take his time and invest it elsewhere. Um. Our thing crashed, I think, on uh, YouTube. Oh. I do believe. Mm. There was like something on the screen there, and it's potentially because of what we're saying there. Yeah. Fatch. Oh. So sorry, dude. All right? We're Love just you, talking. Fatch. Hey, we're observing and reporting here. I'm Love just observing you. and reporting. Told you, don't fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> that does what it feels like. That does feel like that's what happened right there. I tried to tell who? Joe uh, Donnelly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm just observing and reporting, pal. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not, I'm not doing anything else. I'm just observing and reporting. Joe Donnelly. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe, Mexico Joe Mexico Donnelly. Mexico Joe. Yeah. <laughs> that guy lost the fastest election of all time, I think, yeah, here yeah, in Indiana. And we were trying chance. to tell him because mm -hmm. the hate commercials towards him started making it into our world. And that's when, oh, yeah. if it makes it into my, which is just a soup. Like, I have, I understand that it exists. But my internet experience is super positive. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I think it's much, after watching that social dilemma, it was a, you know, a very weird, very, very weird. But the Joe Donnelly coming into my world. Yeah. Attack ads. Knew yeah. he was dead. Yeah. Oh, Screwed. Yeah. Tried to tell him. Came on this show before we were on Sirius XM here. I don't even know if we're going live on YouTube. Yeah, we're live on YouTube. Going live on YouTube. Say, hey, Joe, listen, 
you should get out in front of this just a little bit because the only thing I'm hearing about is your entire six-month vacation <laughs> yeah. in Mexico you just went on and didn't do a damn thing. And if I'm hearing about it, Joe, and I am maybe the biggest blinders guy out there, I have my blinders on, live in my own world, pretty happy here, by the way. I understand shit happens outside. But if it's making it into my hole that I'm in, Joe, a lot of people are hearing this. He lost immediately. Mm-hmm. I am just observing and reporting the Fouch thing because yeah. it has made its way into my world. Like, hey, smartest guy of all time. Smartest guy of all time. No sports. Yeah. Sports shouldn't be playing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bubbles won't work, I think. Is whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Baseball shouldn't happen. Whoa. Whoa. Excuse me? Whoa. NFL will never happen. Whoa. Whoa. And then he throws that pitch, and everybody's like, yeah, well, fuck this guy. <laughs> that, that is how the sports world kind of did. Well, but I do clips. believe Fouch has always come from a, you know, an educated standpoint. I'm just observing and reporting the reaction to Fouch's reaction to a worldwide pandemic. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. there are clips of him saying, you know, masks won't help. And then six months later, he's saying, put goggles on. Those will help. And then six months later, he's saying, three masks will help. It's like, look, Fauci, you got to hold the line. If we've learned anything, <laughs> you got to hold the line. Pick something to fight and go with it, pal. All right, let's get to a phone call here before we get oh, to a break. Geez. See, I didn't know about any of that stuff. So oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> is the stuff you yeah. know, that I don't even. Uh, Jeff in Myrtle Beach is on the phone. And oh. I haven't answered it yet. Love Myrtle Beach. By mm-hmm. the way, shout Great. out to the Shants. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Carolina Shants. The story here is, and Jeff, I'm not sure if your call will be able to back this up. Um, Mitt spelled Myrtle Beach. Let's guess oh, okay. on Mitt's spelling of Myrtle oh, Beach. Now, unless this is a different Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. I would be intrigued to hear your thoughts. Turtle with a... Okay, so it's M-E-R-T-A-L, like Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. Myrtle, M-E-R-T-A-L. Okay. Myrtle... And then beach is spelled accurately, which is really, good. yeah, which is very you got the good. A and beach. But that the fact that he has <laughs> never seen Myrtle, as in Myrtle Beach, especially with this last fall with Coastal Carolina going on, yeah, and, and couldn't even because he is a very intelligent kid. I'm oh learning. yeah, well, as I'm talking to Mitt, I'm learning and learning. Very intelligent guy. Yeah, he yeah. is. He he's. He smokes way too much CBD, way too much, at a rate that he will not be able to keep up with. And if he does, maybe that is his actual skill in Mm -hmm. this life. But Mitt, how is that Myrtle for Myrtle Beach right there? Have you never, ever seen a thing ever? Like, how does this even happen? I'm so, I'm really sorry. These phones right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, dude. They're hacking the phones, too. I can't hear shit. Fotch is out there. <laughs> Get your mouth off the pipe. Let's go to Jeff in Myrtle Beach. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, what's happening, Pat? Well, I'll tell you what. You got beach spilled, right? <laughs> hey, listen, respect, respect to you living down in Myrtle Beach, by the way. I'm not sure I could survive 24-7, 365 down there. That place is a hey. blast. Hey, man, it's golf courses, beer bellies, and good-looking women. Hell yeah. Hey, they probably on a sign down there, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that is Myrtle Beach. Put it I've on never, a billboard, Pat. <laughs> I've never golfed down there, but I have heard it has great golfing setup. I've been... Hey, throw, throw a dart. You'll find a good golf course. I... I I wanted to ask you real quick because you were talking about uh, Andrew Luck coming out of retirement, possibly, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, if Andrew Luck said, I'm coming out of retirement but on one condition, and that's I need a generational punter to come back with me, do you think the Ravens would trade a third-round pick? Okay. Man. Sam Cook. That was a compliment for Sam Cook, which I can respect. Oh. I can absolutely respect. Oh. I learned a lot from Sam Cook. But the Andrew Luck conversation uh, yesterday was awesome. I loved the fact that we got to bury yeah. you know, some fake text messages from a, so much so that old buddy came out. The internet all buried this. No, we're not the only ones. Listen, we held the line, though. The internet, he, he 
tweeted out that he's been hacked or something. Yes. Yeah. You had to back off it so Convenient. much that I have been hacked or whatever. Great. Great. But the Andrew Luck conversation coming back that spurred from old buddy getting hacked was a good one, though, because the thought of Andrew Luck entering this already frantic in frenzy. Frenzied. Hell yeah. yeah. Frenzied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frenzied quarterback offseason that's about to happen. I'm all about it. Imagine, you know, Andrew, I thought about this last night whenever I thought, you know, we really we really uh, squeezed the towel of the Andrew Luck fake rumors pretty dry. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, to, I mean, we to. went really hard. And that's what you got to do, Daily Show, okay? yeah. especially whenever Super Bowl week, there's no stories at all. No, no. Okay, so whenever a fake, obvious fake, which we – very clearly stated early. Mm-hmm. But then that spurs to a conversation of Andrew Luck coming back. You, you can't help but just think about the possibilities, especially with how good of a football player he is. If he comes back like Gronk did, you know, a couple years away from the game, refresh, rehappy, and all that stuff. Yeah, Mike Austin, Ricard on Sports, by the way. I, this is We wrongly reported yesterday that that was a show. That's a human. I guess oh. he's the program director for uh, 1070 The Fan down here in Indianapolis. Oh, okay. Great work. Dan Dockich is on there. I respect what you have done. JMV is as well. I respect that. I don't know how long this guy's been around. I've never met him, but Ricard on Sports is the uh, local program director. Good guy. Sorry, we misreported that yesterday but anyways last night while i was uh taking a shower after the oculus arena Hmm. i got car sick by the way played echo which is a game billy told me to play and i almost i almost puked in my fucking room you you float through like you actually have like little little jets on your hands that float you through like you're in space it's like zero gravity damn it is awesome it's a free game too it makes no sense and they even have your arms so, like, it, most of these VR things, you only see your hands or whatever. Mm-hmm. But w- the whole arms there, it's very trippy. Wow. It is very, very good. But I got – I didn't even get into the game. I was just puking or whatever. <laughs> I'm looking at photos right now. It's you, insane. When you yeah. jetpack. Yeah, I, I was training for the jetpack. Mm-hmm. And my wife, by the way, was very pumped that I got sick because uh, she's like, what do you think it's going to be like with a jetpack? I'm like, well, that's real life. That's yeah. not on my fucking face. Different. So I'm still <laughs> looking for a jetpack, by the way. Uh, but anyways, while I was in the shower after that, feeling kind of sick, thinking about the day – you know, there's a lot of thoughts that went through my mind. Business decisions to be made. Business relationships to be cut or grown. You know, like mm-hmm. a lot of that. And then I thought about Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck. Andrew grew up in Houston. Well, he went to Germany, mm-hmm. by the way. He grew up, he was born in Germany, I think, or, or oh. once a couple of years. But he has... He went to high school in Houston, I believe. Every time he went to Houston, a lot of high school friends were there watching Andrew. Mm. Loves Houston. I think his dad ran the Houston Dynamo for a while in the MLS. Andrew had a lot of uh, great stories about that. I think he wants to get into owning a soccer team at some point, maybe one day. I'm not 100% sure if I overheard the conversation he was having with somebody else well enough. (laughs) But he, um, I think he... That, I don't know how we didn't bring that up yesterday. That would be wild if that happened. That would be absolutely. Now, I don't know why Andrew would want to leave a team that is built to be absolutely incredible right now to go to Houston. Not saying he would, but I can't believe we didn't touch on that yesterday. And I feel like I let us down not bringing that up yesterday. I mean, yeah. One more, if I could have got it out of Ty's hands, one more of those, I think we would have got. (laughs) That's on me. I apologize. His dad played for the Houston Oilers. He was the CEO of Houston Sports Authority for five years. He was the president and general manager of Houston Dynamo for five years. A lot of ties there. Yeah, that's where Andrew went to high school or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, can't believe we didn't cover that yesterday. I think that would have done well. But sure sounds like Andrew is not coming back to football. And it seems like he's, like we all thought before these fake 
text messages led to a conversation of him potentially coming back. I don't know if that guy's ever coming back. I, I wish the world got a chance to see him play football again, especially on a very good team. But also, I wish Andrew Luck enjoyed his world as well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm a nice guy. You know, heaven forbid anything. I retired young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Heaven forbid anything happened to Rigoberto, but if Luck did come back and Rigoberto got hurt in the preseason, would you consider oh, suiting it up? It's, it's very interesting you asked that question because you've heard a couple of the offers we've had over the couple of years. Oh, yeah. That oh, I yeah. to go back and play. <laughs> oh, yeah. And what has ultimately been the answer every single time, which has been setups, by the way, not bad. Hindsight, by the way. <laughs> now, pretty yeah. sweet. Hindsight <laughs> is a very interesting thing. Probably not, though. But I do appreciate, just like Tony Dungy said yesterday, for eight years, people were going to say he was going to come back and things like yeah. that. I take a lot of pride in the fact that people that I have met through my years that have watched me kick and practice and everything, be a teammate, coaches that are still around, have reached out and said, hey, are we done with? You want to maybe we figure out how to do both? One more. That That's it's an incredible honor every time that happens. I obviously feel very good about myself every time that happens, but I, I am also very comfortable with where we are mm. as a company and what I'm doing. I'm very thankful for the current profession because I can see how guys who aren't, I feel like we're still around the game, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm still a part of the game. Very like I, I very much feel like I'm still very part of the game and we have the locker room feel still. Yeah. We have all the different personalities that you could ever have in a locker room. So everything that I think guys miss about the game I do not I do not have problems with at this moment. Now, once this is done and I disappear somewhere, how long will I last there? Will that kind of, you know, will that scratch the itch to do anything Ooh. else? But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That'll be an interesting thing. Because I do believe my legs will be strong enough for a long time to be able to kick a ball. You know what I mean? I, I do believe that. Not that I would come back and kick, but will I ever be able to retire if I didn't have this, would I have already gone back? And I would assume... 10,000% yes. But also, I probably wouldn't have retired if I knew right. this was probable. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, it's a couple things. So, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, you coming back at 45, though. Could you imagine? Oh, that would be electric. <laughs> One or two games. Yeah. All right, I got week nine, week 10. Arch Manning's a QB for the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be awesome. Oh. Well, we'll see what Jimmy from the Colts has. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Duber down there in Tampa. What's going on, Duber? This guy smokes a lot. Hey, Pat and the boys. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Duber, what's the name? How do we get here? What did it originally start as? Sweet. I was expecting that question. I appreciate that. So, um, Duber is actually my dad's middle name, and I was blessed enough to uh, – be given that name as my first name. And so Duber's true. real name. Yes, sir. That's gorgeous. Maybe a little Duber McAfee. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Or Doobie McAfee. Well, I was thinking Doobie Doobs. Doobie Doobs McAfee. Doobie Doobie Doob. Where are you? McAfee. My oh, wife is currently oh, watching yeah. shooting that one down, I assume. No. Which is a shame. Aww. Doobie McAfee. Doobie would be Come a on. fan Aww. favorite no matter what. Put him in yeah. the Hall of Fame. Doobie did. Yeah. I put a golf club in Doobie's hands wherever Aww. he gets older. It's McAfee, Doobie on the tee. You know Bye-bye what I mean? Tiger. Two O's or uh, E-U-B? What's that? Spelling. D-O-O-B or D-E-W-B? D-U-B. Man, we know yours, Doobie. Right? We're talking about my kid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Doober. Doober, we're talking about my kick. Come on, Doob. All right, I'm going double O, I think. I'm going double O. Doobie Brothers. Doobie. Do yeah. McAfee. Yep. That's my new favorite. Lock it in. It's going to be hard to get me off of that. It's going to be hard to get me off of that. There's a text coming probably in the next minute to two about how there's no chance that I will be able to do that. But, hey, it, that, that's a two-way street, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that could be male or female, really. I mean, you know. Oh, my daughter. It's a unisex name. My yeah, daughter? Imagine her being like this. Doobie doo. Imagine her being an incredible fiddler, you know, on the oh, violin. Oh. She's playing at some, like, fucking opera house or whatever. Symphony. The Come greatest on. orchestra ever. First strings. She's in, like, First Doobie strings. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> she made me so bad. Not presenting. It's going to have to be a dude name, I think. I think Doob's going to have to be a dude. But I'll tell you what, he's. It's not like you're putting a name on him where he's expected to be great at sports. No, actually, the complete opposite. Do anything. Like, hey, if Dube can figure it out, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm kind of setting the expectation. <laughs> but if he's good no at sports, no offense to you, Duber, please. But I'm talking about my child here, so have, it's okay. If, if Mitt walked in and we had to guess his name, I'd probably guess Dube. Hey, Dube. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Hey, that's Dube. <laughs> Or am I setting my kid up for failure potentially no, because no. of what you just said? No, you're kind of gives up. an excuse to little jackass out there. You're setting him up to break stereotypes. I mean, Doobie could be an astronaut for all the, we hey, know. Yeah, my kid will not be able to be a fucking astronaut. All right, he'll be in. The, he'll be in space for sure. I assume, but <laughs> yeah. he will not be an astronaut. There's One no step way for mankind. Hey, hey, hey Doob, listen. I know you are living this incredibly comfortable life. All right, I mm-hmm. see what you're doing here. You got a real everything's for you basically at this point. Your dad didn't grow up that way. Okay, an astronaut, you might make money. It's going to cost a lot of fucking money, all right? So let's turn our focus to things that generate capital, all right? Mm-hmm. So then you can get off of my fucking payroll, and then I can live off of yours. All right, Doobie? Oh. This is a deal. This is a two-way street. And Doobie's going to say, I want to be an astronaut. I'm like, well, you're too dumb. <laughs> With Doob, the bar is always set low, so everyone will always be impressed no matter what Doob's like. And by the way, conversation, icebreaker, are you yeah. kidding yeah. me? Oh. What's your name? Doobie. That's what would, what would you like. Say? We just did the Duber, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Duber, what do you want to talk about, pal? All right, cool. Um, <laughs> Classic so Duber. Say, say Tampa wins the Super Bowl. What are the chances of our free agents, uh, such Ooh. as uh, Chris Godwin, Devontae Davis, Shaq Barrett, and whoever else comes back and wins the Super Bowl two years in a row? Attaboy, Dube. I appreciate that. My wife has texted me. She doesn't hate the name. She's not all the way out. Let's go. Hey, Dube. Come on. Dube, man. Dube, do. Happening. I think so. It feels feels like the right name. Might as well be a yes. No, no. That means like TB. That's a big TBD text right there. Better than no. I think she has some names that she is eyeing. I've had to cancel a few already. Sure. Like, can't do it. Won't do it. It's like picking the jury. You only get a certain amount of like vetoes. Uh, I don't know how many I have to be honest in any of this. To be honest, like the name that I have vetoed and canceled out, probably potentially still a winner. You know, I don't think I have any control over any of this. The interesting thing, though, about your kid named Doobie, will you be questioned? Not at that point, though. No, no way. I love the Doobie Brothers. Who cares? What song did the Doobie Brothers sing? Oh, listen to the music. That's the one. Oh, 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 listen to the music. I do believe you cut that off a little short. Yeah, yeah he did. Oh, I wanted to be quick with it. He didn't have it. Also, yeah. you know, Jesus, all right with me. Jesus, all right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just tell me your big Doobie. By the way, 
I probably have heard a lot of Doobie Brothers music. I'm sure uh-huh. you have. I know a lot of songs. Don't know a lot of who sang them mm-hmm. or what the name of their songs are. Name That Tune was on Fox last night. Pretty good. That show stinks. Uh-huh. Oh, no. no. <laughs> that show stinks. Why, Who's tunes? hosting it? Ken Jeong? Uh, no, he's on... Uh, he's hosting every other goddamn game show He's out on there. Mass Singer and Mass Dancer. You oh, yeah. are right. Okay. Uh, Mass Dancer, I, I caught the tail end of it. Name That Tune came on. Because that's that's a show I feel like I would be good at because I know a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. But then I quickly realized, like, oh, you have to know... You can't just sing. Like, I, if I could just start singing the rest of the song, like, that'd be great. You have to know, like, name of song and everything like that. Yeah. They got some shit to figure out with that, that show, though. That show's going to be a tough one. So it stinks. Um, first, episode, first episode I have watched, I thought, was very bad television. Okay. okay. So no right. go. But I'm not a judge. You know, like, well, I True. guess I am, because I'm currently judging. But I don't know if I'm their target demographic. The Masked Dancer, though, I think that one's going to be a heater for a long time. Really? Yeah, I like that show. I'm a big fan of that show. Okay. Only watched four minutes of it, but okay. I'm a big, and that is only a clip on Instagram. So I don't really True. know if I like the show or not, but right. I, it feels like that one has a good concept. Mass Singer changed the game. You know, Mass Singer was a great game show that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Nick Cannon, obviously, he was the host of everything for a while. Yeah, AGT. Then he said some things that everybody was like, well, okay, you can't, can't have that guy that. associated with us. <laughs> this isn't Wild and Out. <laughs> Bring in Terry Crews. And by the way, Wild and Out, incredible success story. Yeah. Okay, like incredible success story, big fan. But I do believe Nick Cannon said some things that, you know, a lot of shows were like, can't do it. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick, mm-hmm. it's out. been a fun run here for a long time. Thanks Get out. Coming. Mass Singer, just like, here you go, come on in. And he, Craig Robinson. I think he's, yeah, for Mass uh, Dancer. I saw him at the end doing a little dance, and he stared at the camera, Ooh. and then it cut, and that was all I saw. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that has added to me liking the show. Uh-huh. But Nick Cannon just got that Mass Singer, and that has been a massive success over there. And Gronk was on it. When White he, Tiger, too. Yeah, when he was uh, the, the host or whatever. Friend of the show, Sanchez, came on the day after he got eliminated. He was right? the alien. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also a friend of the show, but never been on the show, was scheduled to be on the show. Terry Bradshaw was once on oh, still Good fighting. point, yeah. He I, is still looking for the Super Bowl set. I saw him yesterday. <laughs> Jeez. Terry. A goddamn comb through your hair, dude. People in the comments section are saying they feel bad for the callers. We'll get to his question. I think if they win a Super Bowl, a lot oh. of them are going to want to go back. I would assume the free agents. But also, whenever you win a Super Bowl... There's a lot of money that comes too. Yeah. You know, whatever success brings a lot of like enticing options, I'd assume, to get out of there because other teams that aren't as good are looking to have a piece of what is good. So they say whenever you win, there's enough to go around, but that is not true if you think about it in the context of within your own organization. When you win, there's enough to go around in the entire NFL that are going to be looking for spots. So Chris Godwin, for instance, there's going to be a lot of teams that want Chris Godwin. And even though Chris Godwin has had a couple games here as of late that are out of Chris Godwin's like playing, he had a couple drops, which never happened. Chris Godwin is a stud wide receiver that a lot of people are going to want. I believe he said... um, Shaq uh, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett and somebody else. I forget. Levante David. I think there's going to be some movement that's going to happen. But if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, and Tom is already talking about the next Super Bowl, which is what he said, I'll go, I'll go, we're thinking about the next Super Bowl as soon as this game's over, and I'm going to play pass in 45. Look for a lot of older names that are potential free agents that are great football players that are going to ring chase down to Tampa. No state tax, and they have Tom Brady. Used to have to go up to New England, uh, and it was cold. Mm -hmm. That's right. Taxed. 
and your ring chasing. Look for people to obviously go Kansas City. Look for people to go to Tampa Bay, especially the older guys who are at the end of their career looking for something. Well, it's different situations. Levante David has got his five-year, $50 million contract in his career. Godwin is coming off his rookie contract. And Jack Barrett, I believe, is playing on like a one-year contract. Franchise he led the- tag. Franchise tag. Hey, listen. Everybody wants to get paid. That's right. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen. I won't play football for this program, for this team, for this coach, for these teammates. But somebody wants to pay me to play for that program. (laughs) (laughs) You have to think like that for real. Zito, uh, today's poll, what is it? Are we still on YouTube? How many votes did yesterday's thing have? Uh, Let me check yesterday's real quick. But today we have over 43,000. Yesterday's was 168,000. Jesus Christ. That is a large sample size. Huge. What is today's poll? Who ended up winning yesterday's poll? Was it Wings or Pizza? Oh, you're me mad. It was. Actually, no, Wings won it. Man. Yeah, that's. Oh, you were. Man, if it, what people percentage? Forty-four percent uh, for pizza. No. Diggs, that's you, huh? That's people your... get it. People get it. Your your wings over pizza guy. Mm-hmm. All all ten day out of every ten day. Times, yeah. And you're Italian. Uh, I am. Interesting. How do you feel about that? Well, it just has to be the right pizza. Sometimes it's very hard to find. Oh no 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 no. So there's not stipulations here. We are envisioning the best pizza. best pizza you've ever had. Best wing you've ever had. Wings. Wow, Tony. Wow. Really? That's yeah. awesome. I wish I liked wings that much. I like wings. Don't get me wrong. I still I like wings. wings. <laughs> Tony like wingies. <laughs> That's good. I eat them. In, you know, <laughs> my favorite thing. Yeah, he eats them in bed. Yeah, which is a very one. aggressive decision. <laughs> yeah. And then he just wipes his hands off on the. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I go through seven pairs of sheets a week. Just toss them. <laughs> What's what murder scene? All right, gonna have to go with the fucking red sock. No, yeah. have, no one actually sheets. sleeps with the top sheet, so you use that as an uh, That is true. Smart, smart. Um, I'm, I thought pizza would win that. I'm yeah. in the wrong. What is today's? Uh, today is who is the better quarterback? Uh, Tom Brady, forty-three percent. Patrick Mahomes, fifty-seven percent. You pick Z. <laughs> no, no, I did not pick there. So that's a different computer right there. Whoever's back there, pick. Whoever's back there. Oh, there it is. Yes, I'm in. Wow. The show has picked Tom Brady because wow, the the computer user and his friends behind the glass respect their elders. I would like to let everybody know that that vote may or may not be the same as mine, and I, it does not reflect the views of anybody else in this room aside from the people behind the glass. Mm. That, was, that was Fauci voting. That's that's a show. Oh, that was Fauci. Wow. That was Has the show Fauci. always been on the wrong side of the fans? It does feel like we are in our... Go back. Go back to that thing. Go to the first... Go up to the... Uh, the first poll. The first poll, Don. Oh. Passed it. Oh, you passed it. Oh, oh no vote on that one. Oh, you got to vote. Oh, okay, vote. Okay, go ahead. What do you want? Pick Rams the lines. Sure. Rams. Pick sure. the lines. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Wrong <laughs> <That's laughs> side on all. No, we were on that one. We were on that yeah. one. No, I didn't think we were. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't vote. Hey, this is not about us. No, this no, poll no. is not about us. Fair balanced. Yep. Yeah. We are. We are simply using it because YouTube pushes it into everybody that has YouTube screens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And also, it is very nice to have a nice focus group mm-hmm. to give us the answers on things we potentially don't know the answer to. Yeah. The Wings voters were fucking wrong. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. We will be joined here soon, shortly, right now, okay, by a man who was just named 
the 2020 NFL Pepsi No Sugar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year, ladies and gentlemen, quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers, first round pick less than a year ago for them, Justin Herbert. Yeah! Yeah! Hell yeah! Hey guys, thanks for having me. How many interviews have you done today, <laughs> and how many are you scheduled to do? Um, probably six or seven so far. But uh, I was looking forward to this one the most. Oh, yeah. hey, that was very nice of you. I'm happy they put you in a room with uh, incredible lighting there. You don't look like you're being held hostage at all. All right, <laughs> let's talk about the season that was, Justin, absolutely unbelievable transition from college into the NFL. And obviously the circumstances regarding your first start were not ideal with, uh, I assume you have a lot of respect and kinship with Tyrod Taylor. But then once you got in there, you were able to put a lot of questions to sleep that people potentially had about you being from a small town, maybe not live, can't command a hut or anything like that. You were phenomenal, dude. I, I, I hope everybody's giving you your flowers today because you absolutely deserve it. How was the transition? Was it whenever you were just kind of dropped in there out of nowhere to play what was it week to week week over week that you continued to learn because you continue to get better and better this year well thank you i really appreciate that and i think i think you said it best tyrod is an incredible leader uh, an incredible teammate and um you know we got pretty close and that quarterback room was pretty special and he was always there for us to help out and uh yeah obviously a tough year uh, you know it didn't go the way we wanted it to we didn't win as many games as we would have liked um but i learned a lot and, and to be thrown in like that uh, what a crazy, crazy scenario. And, and I'm thankful for Pep Hamilton, our quarterback coach, who, who kind of took me aside early on in the year and said, you know, just we don't really know when or or if you're going to go in, but you need to be ready when that happens. And, and because of him, you know, I felt like I was ready and um, just kind of took over from there. How big was the Nike deal? Was it a big one, like a good one? <laughs> um, that's actually still being finalized. Oh. Um, you know, I think with coronavirus and everything going on, uh, they were unable to kind of put something together. So. That's still in the process. Hey, you will go to Adidas, though, right? You yeah, will yeah. go to Adidas if, if there's a great offer. No, I've I've always been Nike. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I people, aren't, people aren't going to be too happy to hear that, but I've I've always been Nike, so I'm I'm going to support them no matter what. I understand. I mean, that's putting yourself in terrible leverage and costing yourself probably a lot. But at this point, <laughs> the relationship with Nike will be awesome. Uh, going into next year, what are you working on this offseason? And by the way, the haircut, are we sticking short? Are we growing the flow back? What is the idea of this offseason here? Yeah, it'll be grown back out. Yes! Yeah! yeah! Such a good flow, dude. I want to let you know, a lot of people bummed in Indianapolis when you cut that hair, but we uh, we understood you're probably making some sort of decision. Is So the hair's coming back this offseason. What are you working on going into year two? Well, yeah, it's it's coming back, but this is my normal hair length, and so I, I think that's kind of what trips people out. It's always been this length, and so I just cut it during the year, and uh, I didn't realize it was going to get so much attention, but uh, it'll be coming back. And Yeah, this offseason, it's it's huge. It'll be... Hold on. Uh, just hold Hold the phone. So whenever it comes back, is it staying or are you cutting it every single year and then it will just be a, a yearly growth thing? That's a good question. I probably really haven't thought that far out yet. Um, it'll probably stay, though. I, I miss the long hair, so it'll probably stay. You play great football with short hair, so I don't, I don't think you're going to That's good news. That's at least good news. This offseason, yeah, though, you. what are you going to work on? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to be working with the receivers. It's going to be a new offense. Uh, you know, we're getting a new coaching staff, and I've, I've met with Coach Daly and Coach Lombardi a couple times, and they sound like great guys. I've only heard good things from them. Um, so it'll be figuring that out, that offense, uh, working with the receivers. Uh, got a lot of guys coming back, so um, lots to look forward to. 
hey, whatever you're throwing on hard knocks into those tiny little things and Pep Hamilton was kind of talking shit to you, I think that was potentially the moment where I was like, I think a lot of people that ever played were like, oh, this guy is going to be incredible. You were throwing to like spots in the games and then in that practice you were like throwing darts and they always say accuracy is a big thing your size is something i think that's underestimated i think a lot of people did especially while you were just you were running people over and then did you see you flexed on a guy oh yeah do you remember that you you ran a guy over and you just like stood up and flexed on him you remember that yeah, I, probably, I don't remember that. Yeah, you're probably concussed. Yeah, but maybe, <laughs> yeah. But maybe add it. Maybe add it into the repertoire. By the way, because you were, it was unbelievable to watch. But I think like your physical abilities, I did not have a clue about. I think until we watched, and I was like, holy hell, with how tall you are. But you were throwing to spots. Now, did you have you always done that? Because that's a big transition, right, from college to NFL. Is you know, guys in college are wide ass open normally, right? I, I mean, yeah. that is it's a much different game. And in the NFL, guys like. It's going to be a much tighter window. Is that something that was an easy transition for you? Is that something that you noticed? Like, oh, this is much smaller holes to throw the ball into this year. And it, was that something you had to continue to work on or was it natural? Yeah, that's just something that coaches and, and other players have kind of said, you know, Justin, like going forward, this is what you, you, what you need to expect. And obviously no one's going to be wide open. And, and sometimes they are, but uh, it's, it's not really like that. And I think the best part about the hard, hard knocks uh, clips was – they only showed the good ones, and so they didn't. You guys didn't get to see the ones. Where <laughs> yeah. just, we saw and, all uh, of Jordan loves those ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the only ones that got out for Jordan were the bad ones. <laughs> the only one that got out for the Pepsi Zero Sugar <laughs> Rookie of the Year were the good ones. That's good news. That's good news for you there. Um, how good is how delicious is that Pepsi Zero Sugar, Justin? So delicious. Uh, big fan. <laughs> Uh, classic. What do you got? Oh, uh, Justin, uh, when you guys played the Raiders this year, uh, Marcus Mariota ended up coming in. Were you mentally prepared to face what was possibly the best Oregon quarterback of all time, which I believe now you hold that title, or were you just hoping to talk to him after the game? No, see, I, I didn't even think about that. I, As soon as Derek Carr goes down and, and I see Marcus going, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, wow, well, this is the guy I looked up to. This is the guy I watched for so long. Now I'm getting the chance to play him. Um, and, and he played really well, and, and I, I thought that was great for him. And, um, you know, he's an incredible guy, an incredible leader. Um, and it was, it was pretty cool to, to be able to talk with him after the game as well. Any defenses confused the hell out of you? Like, was there? Uh, oh, yeah, there were a bunch of other. Defenses are, are so much more complicated in the NFL, and, and the way they bring in pressures and, and the guys, the pass rushers, are so much faster, so they're able to get away with more. And, um, I think protections are huge, and so that's just something that I've, I've had to learn a bunch this year as well. Sam Darnold had some leaked audio of a Monday Night Football game of him saying, I'm seeing ghosts. What did that mean, you think, now that you've gone through one NFL? What does that mean? Does that mean he thinks he's seeing one thing and then another thing comes? And did that happen to you this year where it was just like, I had no idea that that was going to happen? Well, yeah, that's actually a pretty common phrase. Um, I've heard that back in college a couple times, and I think it's just when, when you see the the pressure and guys are getting in the backfield and, and you think you don't have as much time as you actually do. And everything's happening, so, happening so quickly that um, you try and get the ball off as quick as you can. And, and sometimes you think there's pressure when there's not. 
Um, and so that's that's a pretty common reference that I. That oh, makes. see, I thought he was talking about the coverage or something, but instead it's like you're getting like the like uh, almost happy feet in the pocket. It happens to a lot of quarterbacks. That I mean, you just cleared something up for me there. It made me a smarter person. I appreciate that, Justin. With the short hair, what do you got, Justin? You guys beat the Chiefs by 17 points in uh, the last week of the season. So basically, ipso facto, uh, if they win, you're the Super Bowl champion. So Congrats. congratulations! Super Bowl champion. Wow. Way to go. I wish it worked that way. <laughs> you did have success against them, though, without knowing that you were going to play against them with 15 minutes left because a golf tee was shoved into the starting quarterback's <laughs> lung. The thought of you play. Oh, you. Hey, <laughs> hey, you kept it. You ate that. That was very impressive what you just did right there. Yep, that was very good. Let's move along. But going against the world champs in your first game with 15 minutes uh, as a head start. What was the thoughts going into that game? Were you just like, you said Pep had you prepared or whatever, but there had to be a moment where a human steps in there and you're like, all right, here we go. I, this is not ideal, obviously. Had no idea this was. A, what was the full, the process of that day almost? Because you guys almost beat them. I mean, yeah. you, you just yeah. came out mm-hmm. and got a, It was an incredible game. At the, it was incredible. Well, this is one of my favorite stories to tell um, because I remember walking down. We're about to receive the kick and I'm, I'm young. Like, let's go, offense. Let's go. Um, didn't have my helmet, wasn't warmed up. Coach Lynn comes up to me and goes, like, you're in, Justin. And I was thinking, uh, I didn't know if this was a planned all along and they just kept it hitting, hidden from me. Oh. And so then Coach Steichen and Pep Hamilton, they both come up to me and say, they, like, you're going in, like, time to focus up. And I just had the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> I think I was like, yeah, like, let's go, guys. I'm excited. And, and I go out to the huddle and, and Hunter Henry is like, what are, you do- what are you doing out here? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, right before this, like that's what you're going to tell me, and and so it was, it was kind of funny, but uh, no, it was it was a crazy crazy scenario. It all happened so quickly. The command of a huddle is something that they judge quarterbacks on, on whether or not they'll be able to make the transition from college to the NFL. How was that for you? How was the relationship? I assume after the guys got to watch you play a few downs, they were like, okay, we got a guy here. But what was that like, kind of being a leader of grown ass men because the position that you're in out of nowhere it's a pretty cool opportunity um and having been from oregon where we no huddled we never really were in a huddle and so that's something i had to practice in the off season and and i, I stumbled on a bunch of play calls uh, you know guys were laughing and, and i mean that happens you're gonna make mistakes like that um but uh, in the chiefs game actually I, I ran off to the sideline and um, i got hit on a third and short and like two guys collided and and I think the other guy was on the ground for for a little bit, and yeah, you flexed I ran on back it. to the huddle. Yeah, you, you flexed. And no, I don't think it was that one. <laughs> yeah, was, no, no, was, yeah, finish your story. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted. I was hurting too, and I ran back to the huddle, and and Austin Eckler was like, "Justin, are you okay? Like, what just happened?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine, Nick. Like, let's keep going." And, and I think I think that's when um, I'd like to think I kind of realized how tough I was. Well, I think the whole world, by the way, because I, I remember watching that. Um, I have a setup where I watch all the games, you know, and whenever you got into the game, it was very interesting. Like, oh, okay, here we go. Our guys playing. And at that point, we didn't know the golf tee thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd gone in there. But the highlight of you running the guy over, I mean, that thing hit the internet and just went. And they're like, look at this dude. <laughs> I mean, it, you, it is, it's been awesome to watch. Congrats on the Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Year. What are you going to do with the trophy? Um, I think it'll go to my parents' house. It, uh, there's probably a place for it there. I think, I think they've kept my room in, intact, so hopefully it'll go in there. Have you bought a house in Los Angeles? I have not. You just living in an apartment, Donna? Uh, a townhouse. 
Ooh. Well, it's about time now with this Pepsi Zero Sugar money and, and, and inevitably Nike money. So, I mean, let's go ahead and get a pretty realize. sweet place, dude. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, it's it's nice knowing that, uh, you know, I've got a year under my belt. So that's something I'll, I'll look forward to in the next couple of years. Smart. Yeah, because they always say, do not buy. You have no idea what the future holds. <laughs> and here's Aaron Rodgers, by the way, at the age of 37, saying the same exact thing. I assume this is going to be the rest of your uh, career. Congrats on an incredible start. It was a joy to watch. Can't wait to see the hair come back in you in your second year, brother. Thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure. The pleasure's ours, Justin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, by the way. Smart not to laugh earlier about the, uh, <laughs> you know, you had to eat that one. Very, that was very, very professional quarterback of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you there. Justin. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Oh, that was awesome. He did have to eat it. Oh, yeah. While I was talking, and I was just, literally, I was going to continue just to bury it. I mean, they took that thing out and just, <laughs> and just to see what, yeah. because, by the way, he's probably friends with that doctor, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Ho- that, hopefully. That, well, geez. <laughs> geez. Easy. that doctor, you know, they I've been told by people that have gotten that shot that they tell you the people who get that shot know that this is very much a potential outcome. And it hasn't happened, I guess, in a long, long time. But I guess when you're sticking needles near lungs, things happen. Yeah. Do you think with the kind of like little regime change that they may have shit canned that guy? I don't know. Do doctors change with the regime? No, because Spanos runs it, right? That's a. Oh, yeah. True. What were you going to say, Nick? I think that doc saw Herbert slinging around practice and said, if coach is going to make a call, take care of this one. <laughs> I went to school for 16 years. Okay, I know it's good. Yeah. I've seen town. That guy. <laughs> yeah. After the game, he walks up to Anthony Lynn. You're welcome. Hey, I saved the uh, needle for you. <laughs> Told you. Couldn't save your job, but, but save the needle. What Tyrod Taylor, hey, man, I will say this again maybe the most unfortunate quarterback mm-hmm. in the history of the NFL, mm-hmm. but is so widely respected. So, at this point, yeah, yeah. wins the Super Bowl right at Baltimore, I think, pushed out of because he was back up, yeah. goes up to Buffalo, takes them to the playoffs for the first time ever <laughs> yeah. in like forever. Yeah. They say, all right, see you later. Get, Dang, get out. Dang, Goes huh? to Cleveland, mm-hmm. gets hurt. Baker Mayfield comes in and plays the best football he has ever played. In relief of him, see you later. You're gone. Go to Los Angeles. Phil Rivers leaves. This is your team. This is your team. Herbert was it. (laughs) Tyrod Taylor. Hey, listen. I appreciate what you've done to the NFL. Thank you, Tyrod. Thank you. And obviously with the – I mean, that just caps it all off. But (laughs) He's been screwed. He has been completely screwed at this point. I want to let you know that um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And for a lot of guys, that can mean added pressure to perform. Luckily, with Roman, you can relax. Hell yeah. Oh. Whether you're dealing with ED or you're more concerned about lasting longer in a sack, Roman's got you covered. For a limited time, Roman has special offers to make sure you're ready for Valentine's Day. Get up. <laughs> Get up. Get up now. Get up. Get up. It's $35 off your first month of ED treatment. It's not supposed to be read. Podcast. Oh, no. Oh, boy. That's podcast week. I can clip that. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, GetRoman.com Roman. slash USA. To get USA. Started. That's GetRoman.com slash USA to get started. Get up to $35 off your first month of ED treatment. So does ED treatment come at different prices? Like, uh, you're going to need a lot more. Okay, you get $35 off. You have this. Uh, like, how does that work? I'm not 100% yeah. sure. But you can go find out and take care of your problem. Mm. Get up. 
Get $35 off your first month of ED treatment when you go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Complete your online visit by February 10th for guaranteed delivery by Valentine's Day. For a limited time, get up to $35 off your ED treatment if prescribed. And if you purchase swipes, you'll get a free bottle of lube added to your order. Oh, oh right up in that. Really? In while, while supplies last. Shout out to them, man. All right, so for a limited time, you get up to $35 off your first month of ED treatment if prescribed. Okay, so you can't just be self-diagnosing. No, no, no. no. You, can't, you can't be like, hey, what's going on, diner? No. got to see the doc. But anyways, you get prescribed that. That is the place to go. And if you purchase swipes, you get a free bottle of lube added to your order. Woo. Order by February 10th, guaranteed by Valentine's so Day. Nice you guys little. spice up the lover's day. Let's go. Hell yeah. Also joining us running back uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, and also from the Ohio State, mm. on behalf of Panini America, uh, which is a card company that I should know more about, which we will find out from this man, ladies and gentlemen, J.K. Bob. Yeah! Yeah! What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thank you for joining us. So today, is that in your house, that Panini backdrop, or did you go somewhere to do this? I'm in Dallas right now. I'm, I'm in Dallas right now. Okay, so this is you're at a panini thing right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, what are we doing? We're selling cards? We're moving cards? <laughs> we signing cards? What do we got going on down there, JK? Yeah, we doing it all. We doing it all. Yeah, we doing it all. You know what I'm saying? We doing it all. <laughs> hey, I like that. Have a great Super Bowl week down there, JK. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to collect your panini rookie card because it's going to be worth hundreds of thousands, if not millions someday. Let's talk about your rookie. Great chain, by the way. Good chain. Wow. Good chain. Hey, oh, two of them on. Okay. Was that first check? Was that first check? First game check right there? Nah, 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 nah. I don't spend none of my, my contract money. You know oh, panini money. Ah! <laughs> Let's go. Okay, I like your respect. I hope you sign a bunch of cards. I can't wait to see the next chains that you get there. But uh, let's talk about your rookie year. Okay, you, you progressed into being the feature guy at the back and uh that team obviously built around the run for a long long time you come in there and you kind of flip it on its head a little bit so much so that you're going to be the guy going forward alongside gus what did you learn this year you think tough year to be a rookie in the nfl by the way covid can't be around each other the ravens you guys weren't even allowed to building i guess what did you learn from this year and your big takeaway from your rookie year yeah man what i learned this year was patience i had to learn patience i had to learn a whole bunch of stuff because it was it was my first year in the NFL. You had COVID, so like we didn't, you couldn't really, you didn't have preseason games, you didn't have none of that extra stuff, you know. So it was patience for me. Like I had to learn patience. I had to. It was tough on me mentally not being able to get you know at least five carries in the first half of the season. It was tough on me, you know. But so I, hey J.K., I saw a moment. We all saw a moment. You came to the sideline. You were not happy. I forget when it was, and it was basically, it was very obvious. You were like, I would like the ball. Like, I would, I would like the ball a little bit more. Is that what you're referring to here whenever you're talking about patience? Because a very talented backfield, obviously, you guys had. But I felt like every time you got the ball, it seemed like the ball was moving very well. And I assume you potentially were having the same feelings in that moment? Yes. <laughs> was, yeah, so um, that's what, yeah, I was getting frustrated. I was so frustrated, you know, because uh, – I, I, you know, I, I was, I felt like I was doing pretty good with the ball, you know, but, you know, the coaches had a great plan for me, you know what I'm saying? So looking back at it now, it's like, okay, I, I understand what was going on. 
and what like what they were doing and things like that. But in the moment, man, I was frustrated. I was so frustrated. Like like you said, I would go to the sideline and like I, I'm not a selfish guy, but I just want to play. I, like I just want to play. Like I want to make plays. I pride myself on being a playmaker. You know, so it was very tough on me, you know, not being able to do that. And so that was probably a fine balance for you, I'd assume, because you're also you're like, I don't want to be a bad teammate here. OK, I don't want to be a bad teammate here. Never been a bad teammate. But also, I like the fucking ball. a little bit. <laughs> I mean, so how do that's probably like a little bit mentally. That is probably a tough thing to do. Did you have to like I, I assume there's a lot of moments where you had to hold back and then inevitably whenever you were like, OK, I'm at the point where I'm a little bit more comfortable here. I can do it. Uh, I'm thankful that they started giving you the ball more. It was a lot of fun to watch you run. Uh, the transition from college to NFL isn't always an easy one. I think you did it rather well. Any big hits from a grown-ass man this year that you were like, oh, this is this is the men's league. OK, this is a little bit different now. Is there any of that? Uh, yeah, that was – I think it was against the Giants. Uh, I didn't see the guy. Like, I made someone miss, and then I didn't see the guy fast enough, and he cracked me in the ribs. I stayed up. I, I don't know what I did. Like, after I stayed up and I, I got tackled from the other guys – I just, I literally just sat there and I was like, all right, I need to just sit here. Cause I tried to get up and go to the sideline cause I, I was hurting, but I couldn't, I had, I literally had to sit there and, you know, it was like, it was a hit. Man. <laughs> you're looking for Jesus down there while you're sitting down. I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on here. Did anything happen? Did you fracture ribs or was it just a shot that you had uh, maybe a little bit startling? Yeah, it was, it was, start, I was startled. Uh, I, I definitely had like a deep bruise right in there in that area but it was good uh i was ready to go the next week talk about lamar ready to go the next play really (laughs) (laughs) see that's the difference between you and me jk you know i would have been out a week or two maybe a month (laughs) you know i gotta make sure i'm breathing right to make sure i kick this ball well let's go ahead and have a little bit of respect for that lamar jackson in the backfield uh we watch on tv Obviously, the poop game against the Browns is a uh, <laughs> big highlight of the year. And then in the playoffs, get a win. Okay, that's huge. A lot of people were talking about that. What was it like playing on the same team as him? And what have you learned from Lamar? And what was it? what is he like as a uh, quarterback of the Ravens? Man, I'm glad I'm teammates with Lamar, man. That guy, he's an amazing player, you know, but he's also a good guy as well, you know, a great leader, a great brother, you know. And I'm glad I'm on his team. You know, it's, it's amazing to, you know, watch some of the things he does um, on the field. It's like, dang, this guy is special, you know. So I'm glad he's he's um, on my team, especially when he came back after uh, his little poop. <laughs> that game, we, that was uh, that was like, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Insane game. It, that was an insane game. I mean, what was that the final two minutes were yeah. just an absolute oh, yeah. mm-hmm. boom, 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 bang. What a win. But, and, like, the thing is, though, on that play where we scored, it was four, I think it was fourth down. Yeah. And I was telling him, like, I was telling him to run. Like, I was, I was, we ran a pass, but I was like, come on, run. I thought he was going to run. And next thing you know, he, like, pulled up. And, like, I got hit blindside. I got hit. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw the ball in the air. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is playoffs to know right now. And Hollywood caught the ball and scored. It was like amazing. Like he, it was, it was like a movie. He like comes out from the locker room. Everybody's like cheering. Then we go back out there. It's fourth down. I'm telling him to throw the, uh, to run, get the first down, and he ends up doing his, doing his thing and 
That was like the craziest thing ever. Bro. Yeah, well, then they score again, by the way, and then yeah. another score happens. I mean, it was just like uh, that was an awesome game to be a part of. If you're in the happy side of it, you know what I mean? There was some mm-hmm. there was some heartbreak mm-hmm. in that particular one as well because yeah. of the poop came out pretty clean. What was the conversation? Because maybe one of my favorite poetic justice shit-talking moments ever was Marcus Peters, okay, getting the pick against the Titans in the playoffs, all right? sliding and without even having to be told without anybody reminding him without anything like that immediately turn oh i remember what y'all motherfuckers did turned right around (laughs) goes right to the logo goes right to the logo whole team's on there and it was just it was an amazing moment and then after the game obviously everybody goes into the locker room then lamar had to do an interview or whatever but what was the conversation because of the chatter that surrounded the titans going on your guys's logo i assume that that was something that was talked about in the locker room or zoom calls going into that playoff week am i wrong no you're not wrong at all <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we didn't like that we didn't like what they did that was disrespectful you know so um they had they had they, they got they got what they deserve i believe <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the like the videos it's so funny to see like everyone like everyone's doing something different on that logo it was like the funniest stuff ever like yeah, the ball spin then there's somebody like doing a full on i mean it was that's yeah, a, yeah. that's a pretty epic photo and the fact the thing that I like about it most is you'll see somebody get a pick or something and they'll forget to go down to the end zone camera mm-hmm. and then somebody will have to tell them like, hey, let's go over here. Somebody will score a touchdown and they'll be like, hey, remember we're doing the, and then they're like, oh yeah, let's do it. The fact that as soon as he went down, there was like a pivot straight. He was like, no, there isn't even a, we're going right to this thing. And it felt like the entire sideline was like, yep, yep, this is what we're doing. Now, granted, that obviously set up for the Jordan memes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whenever that whole thing happened. But that rivalry you guys have with the Titans is incredible right now. Ty, what do you got? Uh, JK, we talked to Patrick Ricard a couple weeks ago. What's it like having a guy that big uh, lead blocking for you? I assume it's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and he's my guy, too. But that boy, he coming. He, he can move, too, though. He's like 300 pounds. Like, <laughs> he can run, like, super fast, you know. He, he's, I know when, when DBs have to tackle him, they like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he's an amazing blocker. He'd be pancaking. He'd be pancaking guys like, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad he's on my team. He said, he said he's trying to dominate another guy every single play he's on. The, that's his mindset. I'm trying to dominate another man or whatever. It's like, jeez. Imagine just accidentally being like outside linebacker or whatever. Just supposed to like have contain, contain, <laughs> contain, and then you turn and it's just that thing. And it's oh, like, all right, Jesus, here we go. <laughs> this is a blast. Thank you so much. Um, hey, you played with a guy who's going to get drafted rather high, I believe, in uh, Mr. Fields, Justin. Now, you didn't know him as a vegan, I don't think. So you might have known a a different quarterback at the time. But there is a lot of conversation revolving around whether or not he's going to be able. It's a tough thing. What you were able to do, not easy. What the quarterbacks this year, Joey Burrow, Justin Herbert, um, Tua, Jalen. Jalen. What what young quarterbacks are. It's tough to just go into the NFL. It is very difficult to make the jump. You're, how well do you know Justin? I assume you're very tight with him. And how do you think he's going to fare after one year in the NFL after seeing you know him from firsthand experience? Oh yeah, he gonna he gonna. I, I believe he gonna come in and be a playmaker. You know, as long as he get come in and learn a playbook, 
uh, study film hard because like in the NFL is different. Like you gotta, ain't gonna be no more wide open receivers like that. Like you ain't gonna have many opportunities like that. You know what I'm saying? But he got the arm, he got the talent. I believe he's gonna be a playmaker, you know? And I can't wait to see him do his thing too. You think Ohio State ever wins a national championship again? Mm. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes. Saban, hey, Saban's still coaching down there? Uh-huh. Oh, Saban's a problem, JK. <laughs> Saban is a problem, that guy down there. Were you recruited to uh, – where, where all were you recruited to? Anywhere other than Ohio State, obviously? Yeah, I mean, I had offers from Alabama, Oklahoma, uh, Penn State, uh, Texas, um, Texas A&M. I mean, I, do I got to list all of them? <laughs> At this point, we get it. Okay, all right, you, you were gonna get, you were gonna keep going or whatever, but we get it. Why did you pick Ohio State, and why do you have faith that Ohio State's potentially gonna win a national championship again after being inside the building, which seems to generate a lot of dubs? Oh yeah, a lot of dubs. But is it gonna be able to keep keep up with Nick Saban oh. down there in Alabama and the SEC boys? Yeah. So, I mean, the reason why I chose Ohio State. Is because of the winning tradition one, but the coaching staff, all the, the coaches they have there are amazing, you know. And I knew I was going to get developed as a player, as a man. And but to your to your uh, question about the natty, Coach Day is he, you better watch out for him. He going to be oh, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, go one day. You know, hey, we so, we appreciate you so much. We know you got to go. Okay. You got chains to buy, things to do, cards to invest in, including your own. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, J.K. Dobbins. Thank you. Oh yeah, J.K. <laughs> hey, you got to invest. You got to invest in cards. That's right. Yeah. With Panini America. Yeah, you do. Lucrative business. It was not a sandwich. Oh, uh, find out. Kind of a bummer. Immediately found it. They had some sample questions for me to ask. Oh, it is. <laughs> I should have. I, I might have actually hit them. I'm not 100 percent sure. Back. What are you doing with Panini today? <laughs> <laughs> Did you collect cards as a kid? Oh, oh, that's a good one. Why'd you choose to work with Panini? Oh, hmm. how did it feel seeing yourself on a Panini card for the first time? <laughs> wow, Hell I yeah. wonder. Those would have been bangers there. <laughs> yeah, shout out Panini. That'd have been a good one. That last one. Yeah. Who do they send those to? It's like people read those, those questions they send. I would that assume stuff. so. I appreciate them sending me that type of thing, you know what I mean? Like helping me out. But people read that and they go, all right, here's the interview. Uh, dynamite oh. question, number two on I didn't list. think about that one. That's genius. <laughs> and by the way, who does that? Who Like, I think we've all gotten a chance to realize my interviewing style. It is actually not an interview at all. It is just a conversation. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see how it goes and where it goes. And not more often than not, I will miss something that is a – you know, a this type of setup thing. Sure. Or a very topical thing that I did not get to. And that's why the boys come in. For <laughs> the sniper right. position. Mm-hmm. The boys are awaiting. I enjoy the conversations we have with people. And I think after watching the Justin Herbert video where he had to swallow that smile while I talked about what happened to Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> yep. I, I, I'll never ask a gotcha question because I'm in a conversation. And maybe it is, but I think at the point of the conversation, I'm, I can ask it. You'll give a, a, an answer or whatever. But we do potentially put people in some gotcha moments. And that was quite a gotcha moment there. Yeah, but you said, okay, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to. I saw what you did there. Yeah. You don't have to say well, anything. Well, maybe more. I only said it strictly to see his reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to that was for you. Some things are for me too. People got to remember. Three hours a day just talking to this microphone. Some things are going to be a little selfish on the microphone. 
that particular time it was for me. Well, and interesting the- enough, you know, conversation is a little more entertaining than interviews, you know. It's wild, um, you know, well, because there are numerous people that do this style of entertainment conversations yeah. with people, you know, Letterman, mm-hmm. big time conversation mm-hmm. haver. Yeah. I believe uh, Oprah was a big time oh. conversation haver. I believe there's a, a few others. It is a style that, you know, I try to perfect every single evening whenever I go to bed because it is something that you can perfect is trying to find chemistry with another human. You know, mm-hmm. it's something yeah. that you can Absolutely. work on uh, whenever you're at bed. And on the flip side, there's other styles of interviews where you just, you know, write out questions, yep. which I do appreciate because those ones normally have a succinct thing. Just two different ways to go about doing things. And I enjoy, I enjoy, I could not do the way they do things. Mm-mm. Just like I assume it'd be tough for them to do the style that we do. All are good ways to do things. That's right. Pepsi and Coke. Yeah, now granted, Coke, much better. I agree. You know? yeah, yeah. But it is not the Coke Zero Sugar. Oh. No cow. Not at all. Coke Zero Sugar, no cow, rookie of the year award. It, it is right. not. They had him do an ad read, basically, before <laughs> yeah. announcing yeah. Pepsi Zero Sugar is good for you. Rookie of the Year Award. Well, and it sounds like they didn't have a plug for it or anything. That was the whole just, hey, let's just shove it all in the title, get it out there, get it out of the way, and then they can just keep going. <laughs> He's down in Dallas. Is that where Panini's headquarters is? Diggs, I assume you know more about this than I do. Uh, about Panini, you know, I am a big, big Panini guy, oh, definitely in the card market. I do not know. Cowboy territory, Tony. What's he done? He's from Texas, so I don't know. Maybe they're like, we'll come closer to you. What if he just has that in his house? There's guys, by the way, doing interviews for companies right now all Mm -hmm. around these places. They're just sitting in their rooms, different backdrops. Yeah. (laughs) It is awesome. Mm -hmm. I am so happy for dudes being able to rake in money by just sitting in their basement right now. Because normally you got to go do the fake hype, fake happy, radio row thing, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, if we get a chance to go back, we will do it. And I'm not sure we will schedule any guests. We will actually just commentate the action. Yeah. <laughs> because there is shit popping off at all times. You got handlers dragging people into mm-hmm. other people. You got this going on. Jeezy just walked by. Jeezy, what's Whoa, going on? Man. MC Hammer MC Hammer just walked by. Oh, somebody's getting dragged Rizzo. this way. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield sitting right here, mm-hmm. just literally waiting to his next interview. Yep. He's ha- he's hiding over here. Lizzo, Cheeks, Covered, walk yeah, by. Quickly. Uh, CC Sabathia waving at us from, you know, down the road. Yeah. That was very nice. Was he awesome. was awesome. Dana White. Yeah. Massive man. Mm-hmm. Romy hanging out at a mega set. Romy had mm-hmm. a, <laughs> a stage Just for nine up. people, maybe. Mm-hmm. Biggest him. one in there, I think. Hilarious. Oh, him sitting right in the middle, legs up on the other seat. Man. It was awesome. Alpinini headquarters is Irving, Texas. Other headquarters, Italy. Ooh. Oh, really? A lot of soccer. Oh, yeah. Probably. Oh, and Panini. Panini. Oh, how much is, uh, what's his face? Uh, amen. Yeah. yeah. Ciao. Grazie. Mm-hmm. Um, how much did Messi make? His contract just got leaked. So I got a lot of tweets from people saying that Messi's contract just got leaked and he's dumping on everybody. They, they said Patrick Mahomes' deal is a joke compared to Messi's. The total was 555 million pounds. So I believe it was 120 million a year. 672 million is the headline on this one. USD? USD. Damn. He's got that big-ass dog, too. I see him kick the soccer ball yeah, over oh yeah. in the backyard. Uh, and then you should see him take a free kick, dude. Hey, he's worth it. Barcelona is nothing without Messi, and they might find out when he leaves. Barcelona? Just a little bit ago, right? He was trying to leave, wasn't he? Yeah. He's done with it. This summer. But then he's back. Is this what Deshaun Watson's going to happen? Yeah, they forced him. Forced him back? Yeah. He, want, he tried to leave. Is this what's going to happen to 
Deshaun Watson, Watson. people are wondering, because it's $50,000 a day. He will be fine if he doesn't come back. You know, let's not talk about who's potentially leaving. Let's talk about who's still in it. Ooh. Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. This game's a nightmare to try to pick. Yeah. Brutal. Everything says the Chiefs should win this game. Mm-hmm. All year, everything has said that the Chiefs should win the game. But what the Chiefs haven't done all year is cover, except for last couple games, yeah. because the Chiefs know that the game matters. It felt like all year, the Chiefs, whenever they had to make a play, wouldn't make a play. That means they wouldn't cover because the spreads were guessing that the Chiefs would fucking slaughter teams. And instead, the Chiefs would slaughter teams, but only when they had to slaughter teams. If they needed a drive, a first down on fourth down, a score, they were going to get it. It just wasn't even a question. Just like last last postseason in the playoffs when they were down 21, they're going to get it. They were down to, they're going to get it. That's just what the Chiefs have been with the Super Bowl being a must-have-it game. You would think just like this particular postseason, they're going to go ahead and step on the throttle and go ahead and do this thing. The least distracting Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowls. Uh, We all assume this team's going to go to more Super Bowls. This is the only Super Bowl where they're allowed to practice at home. Mm -hmm. They're staying at home. They're sleeping at home, traveling in like it's an away game, traveling out. They've won on the road before, and they have lost games this year. Let's not get that conflicted mm. but in more often than not a large 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 majority more often than not whenever they had to have it they got it is the super bowl a game where you got to have you go and get many would say yes mm-hmm. but you think about them last year it wasn't until they needed it right wasp or whatever the hell they call yep. tyreek hill where patrick mahomes sprinted backwards backpedaling 40 yards backwards and then threw it 60 yards down the field from the line of scrimmage. Somehow threw it 105 yards to a wide open Tyreek Hill. That was all she wrote. Game change at that moment. The thing about it is with Tom Brady being on the other team, he wins games that make no sense. Whenever he wins, it makes no sense. Last week, he threw three interceptions. Like, obviously, it's not just Tom. It's the entire team that he's on. But that is the conversation. For whatever reason, whenever Tom Brady is on a team, and you can say it's because he heightens everybody else's game, he heightens everybody else's preparation, he makes everybody in the building better, including the equipment managers, athletic trainers, let alone the rest of the team and the coaches who have to watch more film because they know Tom Brady's getting after it. For whatever reason, it seems like... When Tom Brady's on a team, that team's going to win. And Tom Brady said yesterday, he said, you know, uh, it's something. it wasn't yesterday, maybe the other day, and he was talking about not being the reason your team lost or something like that was his, his line, which was a very interesting line because it does feel like Tom Brady for his entire career, he has won. He has made plays just like Patrick Mahomes when he's had to make plays. He has done some special things, but his team will also step up for him, it feels like. Will the Kansas City Chiefs defense be able to make plays like they have against a guy who seems to have been kissed by the football gods right on the mouth, because that's what he does, yep. right on the mouth throughout his entire career and been the greatest of all time? Uh, it, it feels like this game is a tough one to pick. That's why I'm putting $30,000 on tails. Let's go. That's what I'm doing. Yep. Live bet it or you just Ooh, that's gonna be one of those tail. that's gonna be one of those clips that gets put out by Nick by the way and he's just it, it, the caption should be wait for it because yeah. <laughs> a long it's tough to pick this game this weekend yeah, because everything says you should bet on the Chiefs but then you think to yourself it's Tom Brady on the other mm-hmm. it's Tom Brady on the other sideline makes no sense has Tom lost before of course mm-hmm. has, has Tom Brady's teams gotten blown out before they have yeah. but for whatever reason it feels like. 
something has happened, and it has been very, very much in Tom Brady's favor in the football world, in his life, his previous existence, whatever it is. The guy wins. That's all Tom Brady does, and that's why he's the GOAT. That's Mm -hmm. why he is a guy who will be considered the greatest professional athlete of all time because of how professional he is, says mm -hmm. Aqib Tlaib. It is insane what he's been able to accomplish. What's that, Gump? The head official, Carl Jeffers. Mm Mm-hmm. Chiefs are twelve and six against the spread. Brady is four and eight against the spread with him refing the game. We have to take that into account, by the way. Just like some people would say that pass interference call at the end of the Packers game in the NFC Championship that handed the Buccaneers the win was BS, and people said that that was the NFL and that particular ref go ahead and given Tom Brady a win. But then when you look at it from the angle of the ref, that shirt was ripped off of his back, basically, (laughs) by the guy. Had to make the call. Mm -hmm. But a ref who is maybe doesn't even realize, maybe a little bit biased, you know? Maybe doesn't even have a clue. Maybe sees something a little bit differently. Now, I would assume in the Super Bowl, there's a lot more let the boys play. But, man, a pass interference call, a roughing the passer call. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some things that can really – a holding call. There are things that can swing a game completely, and that is a good stat to have. We're not saying anything about that guy's intentions on any of this shit. But what we're saying is the refs could determine this game, and that's why I'm betting – $30,000 $30,000 on tails. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy the game, I think. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We will see. By the way, I might just ruin the entire Super Bowl. You have, <laughs> I know you would forget. You said you would forget. You have put in multiple parlays on the game in already. Who do I got? I don't remember. <laughs> it's a lot of, I, I'm hitting all the props, though. I'm not picking <laughs> yeah. who's going to win. No. For instance, Rob Gronkowski to score a touchdown plus 340. Go ahead and hammer that Jeez. on FanDuel Sportsbook. Ooh. Okay? Gronkowski, I, people are going to say he hasn't been targeted. He hasn't been targeted. Just think about Tom and when he needs it, who's he go to? It seems like Gronk tends to be that player. He had, what, a 30-yard funnel screen or whatever mm-hmm. down the side. He's in shape. It's another Super Bowl. It's top 100 of all-time team tight end who makes plays in a suit. That's a great bet. That's plus 340. There's a couple other ones. I assume Tyreek Hill is going to score. Okay, I just assume so. Not 100% sure. But there's a lot of props in there that you can really get after. The only one that I think I feel safe is is the over. Even with the possible rain, Mahomes is going to figure it out and Brady's going to figure it out. They're going to score and there's no way both of them get shut down. See, I think things get tight in a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's what I always think. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, instead of trying to thread the needle, it's like, all right, Super Bowl, don't turn the ball over. Let's live to yeah. see another day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I always tend to believe that it will get tighter. And I think games have shown that in recent history. Mm-hmm. But who says that they don't? They, they, there's nothing that says that any Super Bowl that has happened in the past matters this year. Mm-hmm. With the team that Tom Brady has, that offense, he's never had this many weapons on never. offense. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes and that offense obviously be able to do whatever they do. So the over seems like a lock. And for that reason, I'm probably – I'll ride with you. But it seems like the under is the bet. <laughs> well, in last year, I remember the live betting the over was the move with about seven minutes left when the Chiefs turned it on. Oh, here we go. Hey, they're yeah. going to start trying. Yeah. Yeah. The over. 20, here we go. It was 20 to 10 going in the yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah, Pat, and they won Pat just kept live betting the Chiefs and cleaned uh-huh. up. Was yeah, it plus gr- 800? I had a great Super Bowl last yeah. year. Yeah. I nice. had a great Super Bowl. I had a coin toss. I believe I had – Ah, my wife might have had the Gatorade. Uh, but I had, like, the length of the national anthem. Shout out Diggs did all the research there. Mm-hmm. Coin toss. I had a parlay, I think, for um, 
for FanDuel that cost them a lot of money, which is why we're not having a Super Boost this weekend, mm-hmm. by the way, because of what happened last year. But I cleaned up on a Super Bowl last year. And when Tails hits, no, that's probably all going right back into live bets after you all get your bonuses from it. Um, because you the Super Bowl is a little more tight, a little more feeling out in the first. You could get the Chiefs to score more second-half points than first-half points at minus 125. Ooh. And the Bucks huh. to score second half more second-half points than first-half points at minus 115. There's, Those feel like two like, fair oh, games. There's, there's Diggs, a lot. Thanks for searching around FanDuel. You're welcome. Tony. Tony. Was it? I got uh, under 11 and a half penalties at minus 140 right now. That feels like a pretty good bet. That feels like a pretty good bet. That line's going to move, huh? Minus 140, that's probably going to move. Well, no, for the props, it's because like with if you're picking minus three, plus three, minus, minus 120, minus 125 is the highest. But that's a, that's a yes, no, or over, under. So you think that'll stay the number one? So, well, somewhere around there, probably. Hmm. 11 and a half penalty seems like that's an under as well mm-hmm. there. Yeah. The um, no touchback is back on the board. What is it at? I had it up earlier. Hold on one second. By the way, I think we potentially changed some things with the touchback, no touchback. And I, I would like to let it be clear that there isn't normally a, a touchback on the opening kickoff because the ball is a brand new ball. It's basically just plastic. Most balls that you kick have been rubbed down for 30 minutes by your equipment manager and some the other team's equipment manager in the presence of an NFL official, and it's beat up a little bit. You know, Our equipment manager, Frog, used to come out sweating, dripping in sweat. Like, hey, I appreciate what you do. You just helped out. The, uh, the Super Bowl ball, kickoff ball, that ball goes immediately to the Hall of Fame right after the kick, so it is like not beat to hell and back by for 30 minutes by equipment manager. Very difficult to kick a touchback. Now, with that being said, <laughs> Harrison Butker has the biggest leg I have ever seen in my entire life. He has a chance to potentially do it, but now you have to weigh tails. Who's calling what? Who's going to get oh. the ball? Uh, opening kickoff to be a touchback. Yes, minus 310. No, plus 230. It's great. Noah's, great odds. Noah's on a 17-2 run. Yeah. Also with the ball, don't you think, besides the ball, that it's the Super Bowl, the returner's a little more juiced up, a little more willing to maybe take a chance to come out. Especially Mickens, by the way, with, mm-hmm. which who just had a massive game against the Packers for the yeah. Buccaneers. So maybe Bucker does put it six, seven, eight deep even, which is a monster ball. I, I, I cannot, that is, that would be a big ball with that ball happening. Mickens might bring it out. Now, granted, ball to 25, let's not fuck up field position either. Let's go ahead and let Tom and the offense do their thing. Could potentially be a, a pitching point in the meeting before the game. So there's just so much you can't think about. My big thing is the ball is very difficult to kick. Mm-hmm. I don't think Pinion hits a touchback. I think Butker potentially does. But plus 230 is worth a bet, especially since they're playing with a brand-new ball that's kind of odds against If it's them. humid and it might be sprinkling a little bit, does that give it a less of a chance to make it in the end? Brand-new ball, I don't think it matters. Because okay. it's kind of like just – now, I used to like rain. Yeah. I used to love rain, humidity as well. Uh, I used to love when the ball got heavier. People who have a stronger leg like when the ball gets heavier because if you can move it, it's going to go. Science-wise, it's going to continue to go because it's heavier. But if you don't have as strong of a leg, which are – not, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of people that are just incredibly accurate or whatever. They don't necessarily love the heavier ball because they can't indent it as far. But, boy, I used to love a nice rainy day, warm, rainy day, no mm. wind. Oh, balls flying. Let's hope I can catch it. Balls <laughs> flying, though, whenever you get there. Warm-ups are always a good time in that particular case. Let's get to Greg in Texas. Greg, what's going on, bub? Hey, not much. How y'all doing today? Hey, not too shabby, Greg. It's probably going to be... The last call of the hour. We're pumped to talk to you. Are you down there in Dallas with Panini? Ooh. No, no, I'm in the White House, man. I'm uh, my home's country. 
Oh. oh right. hey, what do you want to talk about, pal? Do you have his haircut? Uh, no, nah, I didn't get the haircut. But I go to the same place that started the haircut, the barbershop. Okay. Oh, the haircut oh. place, uh, a la Adam Schefter. Yeah. What do you want to talk about, brother? <laughs> hey, look, man, I'm just going to speak on behalf of the YouTube fans that we're going to have to back Ariel Hawani's face back from the camera. <laughs> He is killing me. I just got this brand new big ass TV. <laughs> Turned on the show. This motherfucker comes on, knocks me smooth out of my goddamn recliner. <laughs> I fucking spilled my sweet tea. Wife's yelling in the background, what the fuck's going on? I said, this goddamn rhinoceros just horned me out of my fucking chair. Yeah, that was very rude, okay? That was very rude what you just said about Ariel Hilwani. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was calling the Pacers-Bucks game in which the Bucks blew out the Pacers last night, one by 20, yeah. in a very boring game. <laughs> he had his mask on very tight around his face uh, for the entirety of it, and it did feel like they had a GoPro on his nose. <laughs> he was very close. He did a great job, though. Oh, he did. Great job. Okay, Hilwani. He wasn't Hilwani, by the way. Oh, he was no. just Mickey Mouse Hilwani? It would have been awesome. I mean, he told a good story on there. He was very, you know, had a lot of journalism, mm-hmm. uh, integrity out there and the whole oh, thing, and okay. I'm sure it was great. But if he starts cutting a promo about how that game stinks, oh, oh man. man, what a moment. Maybe even, because he was up in a, it felt like he was potentially in a box all by himself. Yeah. Imagine he goes and, and just snaps off that, snaps off the mask for a second, has another mask on, snaps that oh, one off, oh. and then just cuts a promo about how the game. What if he cuts off that top mask, there's another mask on, keeps that one on, talks about how the Ooh. game stinks. That's a moment there. Now, he probably never get to do it again, but I thought he was pretty good on there, but he was very close to the camera. I agree. He probably set that up himself, if I had to guess. Did you watch the game, Ty? No, I didn't. I didn't. Why not? Because the NBA stinks. And uh, I'll watch it towards the end, you know, when it starts getting competitive, when we get to playoffs. I could get rat's ass. You you don't even get it, dude. You don't even get it. I must not get it because it's it's a fucking bore to watch to me. Hey, I'll tell you what, that Bucks Pacers game, woo! Pretty good. The epitome of terrible watch. (laughs) (laughs) I just, the games are too long. And we've said it how many times? You know what's going to happen. This team's going to get out big. This team's going to make a little bit run, and then once another team's going to get out ahead big, and then there's going to be another tight little run, and one team's going to win by 12 points. Game of runs! Well, last night the Bucks won by 20, and it probably should have been 40. So that <laughs> kind of debunks your little bit of theory there, but that also happens, and that's why a lot of people don't watch the playoffs. It's great. At, I mean, he was in it last Jeez. night. I mean, look at that guy. Great journalism, Ariel. We're proud of you. Yeah. Hell yeah! Uh, joining us now, uh, two-time champion, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah! What's up, bud? Did you want a high school state championship? I did not, but I'm wondering that current card was that invented by Billy McFarlane? Dude, don't say it. Elon Musk, actually. No, I don't know that, but that <laughs> it is somewhere someone similar to Elon Musk, not Billy McFarlane. Do you know who Billy McFarland is? Yes. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Dude. Dude. I work on the internet, Jeez. dude. I work on the fucking internet. It's not, it's not fraud. It's not fraud. Magnesis <laughs> was the card. Yeah. Magnesis. And I think they had a right idea, by the way, at the beginning, and then he obviously got greedy and took it the wrong way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They did. The booking of Axe was a good idea, yeah. and then moving it to what it became. It was the shady part. Yeah, by the way, he had loyal people around him, though. <laughs> loyal people. Do anything for water. Oh, come on. What? That is a very loyal person. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, you're the you're the grandstander now. Hold on. Did, did you hear what he called LeBron James in the first hour? Oh, I mean, I let have, the lid off. I put the lid back on. I apologize. He went. Have, have you watched any of today's show? Do you do you have the vibe of today's show at all yet? I I just saw a, a few little clips. I haven't seen much. This may have been our worst show yet. <laughs> Come on. This has maybe been the worst show yet. Great conversation with Justin Herbert. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins was fantastic. Work done will be great. That's coming in about 20 minutes. You know Work done at all? Uh, I do not know him, but I actually texted me in Syria. I had a hamster named Work when I was growing up. <laughs> Tough son of a bitch. Carl's best friend. Yeah, he was. Nice. It was after Work done because I was a Florida State fan. I named like I had Work, I had Dion, I had multiple Florida State players. Well, listen, I understand being a fan of that team or whatever, but you're in Ohio. And the home of Ohio, Ohio State, mm-hmm. the Ohio State, yeah. and you're a fan of Florida State? Were you even allowed out in the streets at school whenever you were in Ohio if you're not an Ohio State fan? Yeah, I was okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the number of one course. reason I was a Florida State <laughs> fan was that my dad, like one of his best friends, this guy named Rex Caswell, used to buy us um, starter coats, like oh, Florida yes. State starter coats Ooh. every year, so that naturally I was a Florida State fan growing up. Funny you say that because I got a Penguins one, and I'll tell you what, I, I felt like I was a member of the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was out in the streets fucking triple deacon over there. And by the way, hockey time. Mm-hmm. Sure looks good. Oh, wow. Hockey time. Hockey time. By the way, this shirt is available. Red Wings played well. If you would like to commemorate yeah. uh, the burial of Hockey Town, no, mm, okay. which died long, long ago, but no. officially did get buried. And welcome in the new, the real. Hockey time. No. You can buy the shirt if you would like. Ain't that right, Nick? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Look at that. Look at that beautiful just diamond triangle Hell gold yeah. glistening off the light in the studio. Oh. Off-brand oh. hockey town is what you're saying. Whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. You guys lost Fox. 10 to 1 yesterday. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Guys, We're not going to make the playoffs. You guys lost 35 to 1 in and the you guys, league. the Penguins, are going to be sitting there right next to us not making the playoffs oh, either, so it's not going to matter. And then guess what? Sidney Crosby out of town, and then you guys are going to be the worst team in the NHL. And then the Red Wings with Stevie Iserman as their GM right back to the top. Listen, the future is not certain, okay, yeah. for anybody. <laughs> Nothing is. All right? Mm-hmm. And there has been some dreary days in hockey time as of late. Well, we will correct the ship. Sidney Crosby, greatest player of all time, is on the team. We'll keep it moving. But anyways... Um, Man, I was going to ask you something. There was a there was a hamsters worked on. No, no. Started At the very it's... beginning of this whole thing, hmm. J.K. Dobbins. Hmm. No, huh? Anyways, Man. it's been a rough show. That's the type of show it's been right there, AJ. That's the way it's going. Um, have you thought any further about the Super Bowl this weekend on who you're going to bet and who you pick? Everybody's saying good money's the Chiefs. You know, and, and I feel like we have this conversation on a regular basis on this show because we are gambling people and we we do have a game coming up. Other people go to other conversations. This is fascinating to me. I have no idea who's going to win this game, AJ. I mean, yeah, none of us really do. Uh, I just still can't find a way to pick against the Chiefs. Yeah, you can you can talk yourself into what the Bucks can do, but man, and I do like what the Bucks defense, like what they can do, and it's going to be scary because what aren't both of their tackles – backups for Kansas City going into this game? Ah, yeah. And then you got Pierre Paul, obviously, Shaq Barrett, and Dominic and Sue. Veda Vea's back. The whole, I mean, they got a, you know, like that's a real recipe there. And Tom Brady's on the team. 
it's very tough. The, obviously, Kansas City will try to slow their pass rush down with some weird, cool screens. Probably one or two screens we haven't really seen set up like they they do with Andy Reid and the enemy. They'll be they'll have plenty of stuff. But when you have a guy like Pierre Paul, I'd be scared throwing a screen to his side because you know how long that dude is. Like, how do you ever get it out of his wingspan? That dude, if he is on his feet, he has a chance to pick those little screens off. He does, which is even more impressive, by the way, mm-hmm. with yeah. everything everybody yeah. was thinking there uh-huh. with their terrible, toxic minds. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great comeback story. What do you mean? Mm. He's unbelievable at football, too. I mean, absolutely yeah. unbelievable at football. And as we have talked about on this show, he helped us out. I mean, we stopped throwing bombs into ponds. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that is something Seriously. that I stopped doing because of Jason Pierre-Paul. But then you think about Tom Brady being on the team. And it, the thought, though, of the – the Chiefs running screens to slow down the defense of, uh, defensive line. Like, I just think that's, that's one of their problems they're going to have to deal with with this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. The other one is just like the, uh, the aura, you know, like just like the thing that whenever Tom Brady walks into a place, there's just like uh, it feels like maybe the air changes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody's just like, oh, oh, this is different. This guy's going to win probably. That, that's real, it feels like, at this point. And it's something – the guy just wins, it seems like. Now, he has lost, and he has lost Super Bowls. So, but it, it just feels like it, there's, there's no way you can bet against Tom, and this is what everybody's saying, but I truly believe it. That's why I'm betting 30000 on tails. Yeah! Hell yeah! Don't you think, though, that the Tom Brady, yes, he absolutely has that. Like, wherever he goes – he has this – there's something about him. And I know it's like that when he's on the field. But if there's one team on the whole NFL that is not going to have that feeling, it's the, team, it's the Kansas City Chiefs when they have Pat Mahomes. And they're like, yeah, they got Tom Brady. But you know what? If they put up 100 on us, I know Pat's going to get 101. I know they got that, like, muscle car back from back in the day. But we got this – we got this electric ride yeah. that is quicker, faster, more efficient, mm-hmm. and has more toys. Okay? So we ain't worried about a goddamn thing here. That is the Chiefs' mindset, by the way. They know nobody can stop them if they're playing well. That's why I think in the season they kind of got bored a little bit, you know? Maybe whenever there is – I don't know how you would turn it on. Like, what does that mean, turn on? They run better routes? Like, what, what, what do you think that means exactly? Because it does feel like they are just able to turn it on. What do I mean whenever I say that, I wonder? Because everything just seems to start working. Why is everything working? What is it? Is it more effort? Is it attention to detail? What do you think it is? I think it's the, the attention to detail. Yeah, like, yeah, you're supposed to run this route at 12, not 12 and a half, not 11 and a half. Like, you start running things right at 12. Like, when it's a whole coach's thing. Oh, we'll get back to the basics. But also, I think there's just something innate like, in a guy like Pat Mahomes, the rest of that team, like, oh, okay, hey, we're done messing around. Like, mentally, oh, like, we're going to go uh, do this. Let's go do it. Yeah. Oh, it's that. Right. So it's, you know, you get a little bit more athletic stance. You think to yourself, like, okay, no matter what, this ball is hitting that table last. Like, that is that is definitely what's happening. Yeah, you can't explain it, but you know it's there. You know it exists. Yeah. It's not very fun being on the other end of it. I lost to a guy last night. What? Bad. Ming again? No, it wasn't Ming 99. Ming 99, by the way, lost to me. It yeah. was Shin Scott. Uh, Sun, no, Sunside. Sun Sunside. Sun of Shin. I got my ass beat by. But I would like to see them now, first of all. Uh-huh. Person from mm-hmm. earlier. I don't know if we'll ever get to connect again in the lobby, but I got. Um, I played a game last night, Echo VR. Got car sick. Okay, you're floating around in space, basically. I couldn't even get past the training. I, I, so I haven't even got to the game, which I've heard is awesome. I couldn't even get past the training because I almost puked in my room. So then I, I was like, all right, well, I'm probably not going to be able to do it. I'm going to go box. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
So I get into a fucking battle all of a sudden because I threw 617 punches the night before. Mm-hmm. I was I actually thought of that after round one. Was like, how many champions are fighting back to back nights? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I actually thought of that. You know, I actually thought of that. But boy, the punches were not going as fast and they were not coming as smoothly. I mean, it was very painful. I end up winning. Okay, another four round battle. Wow. Threw another 470 or 500 punches today. I feel terrible. Couldn't wipe my ass this morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, but immediately following that, I was like, well, I got to continue sharpening the axe because I know Carl 1211. Yep. Is going to be tight yep. or sharpening the axe. I know Foxy is going to be doing it. Yep. Gumpy. Gumpy just got his Oculus yesterday. He's been in there the whole time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if I would like to remain, you know, this is a sport. If I would like to remain, I have to get my reps in. I got to shoot my 100 shots a night. Like, I have to go. This is something I'm going to have to do. I got in there. As soon as I got in there, I got a request from somebody. They had, like, 50, maybe 60 wins. I forget exactly. It didn't seem like a lot of wins. And I was like, yeah, here we go. I'll get in here. I thought it was going to be a warm-up match. I got my ass beat. I mean, it was the first serve from the person. I was like, well, uh, we're in for one here. (laughs) I got my ass beat. And I couldn't forfeit the game. You know, that looks very bad. Mm-hmm. He beat me, though. Beat the shit out of me. Warmed up a little bit. Tried. Played against a guy I play a little bit. His name's Eddie. Uh, and Ooh. Not from Hoboken. Uh, Eddie Price? No, I forget. He's hilarious dude, though. Good player. So okay. he and I have played on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. He starts talking to himself. Come on, Eddie. Like, <laughs> he is. He's an electric. An electric. He beat me last night as well. I had an off night last night in the ping pong. And I'm hoping... You know, I'm hope I beat Eddie as well. Let's not uh-huh. okay. <laughs> so course. it's not just completely. It's yeah. not completely lost. But I am a little bit bummed and worried that it's gone forever. Carl, have you been back in there? I have not been back on there. Oh, I, so I still stink. Oh, uh, what? You still stink. Okay, I still beat you in a game. I'll be back. People tell me I need to play Foxy. That's what people have been telling me online. Yeah, Foxy's good. Foxy's a good player. Yeah, on Sunday when we played, I had scored eight points against Pat, and I really hope no one else beat that, and I think you scored nine against him, and I was not very happy about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Hey, you guys be a good game. That, that, that's a good game. Yeah, you should do that. Hey, it's a good game. You guys should play that yeah. game. Maybe get Eddie in there, by the way. Eddie would yeah. play oh. Eddie. Eddie would be a good game against you. Eddie would beat the shit out of both of you guys, I think. Whoa. <laughs> Eddie's in there all the time. I get in there, Eddie's in there. Well, if he's screaming at himself, I wouldn't bet against him. He's no. sweating to he has great comedic chops too. Like somebody, really? he'll do his hands and then he'll do a full. <laughs> wow! It is like, it, but I think it's genuine. Like it's not even <laughs> yeah. him. Like yeah. it's not even him playing. I would assume this dude is a hilarious individual to be around on a regular basis. Like we're yesterday, uh, I hit like an edge or something, and you saw him go like both hands up, <laughs> and then he goes, "Can't be having that." <laughs> and he was like, "Very." It was very, very funny, very, very comedic. I enjoy the conversations with some people. Sometimes I just want to get in there and fucking like just play some. Pong. Hey, I just want to go to work here. I, yeah. I don't want to hear you know how nice of a person you are because you probably are. I appreciate that so much. So I try to get in there quick and like mute their thing. But if I hear them at all and they've already said my name, I'm like, all right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Full conversation. But maybe I'll see another Eddie out there. You know, maybe yeah, there'll maybe. be another incredible person. Can you wait? So everyone you're playing though that requests to play you, they know you, right? Like they, your name is Pat McAfee Show. Yeah, pretty much everybody in there is is. Uh, is our people it feels like at this point mm-hmm. yeah it's tough to mute them isn't it yeah i feel bad i feel i should change my name huh can i yeah. do that can i change it nightly get a burner get a burner oculus yeah. oh yeah oculus imagine me just talking <laughs> imagine me just going in there and being just a full-on fucking oh, oh you're fucking terrible huh well, and if you had <laughs> one of those voice changers too oh, oh yeah be sweet see but then you're not building your world rank 
I'd like to see that thing in the top 10 at True. some point. Yeah, what am I, 2000? I'm going to have to keep working, boys. I'm going to oh, tell yeah. you, I can't yeah. be playing Echo VR or boxing beforehand <laughs> yeah. either. Things are happening to me, man, at this point. Gumpy, how were you? Did you play last night? I was in there for two and a half hours. Oh, wow. No. Went sharpening the saw for Carl about five times. Hadn't been active in two days, it said. How, nice. How, um, that's a shame, by the way, because it does keep tabs on your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AQ has done, hasn't been in there in a while, it feels like. Well, Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some stuff going on. <laughs> Where have you been? Hey, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> hey, this is what it's like. That's what it's like, by the way, whenever you're like in the NFL and you go back to your hometown in the off season when everybody else has jobs, you know? Yeah. Like, come on, this, come on, let's go. Hey, Q, you want to play some ping pong night? Hey, shut the fuck up, all right? <laughs> trying to win a Super Bowl, all right? Never won one. Trying to be, uh, have a ring on my finger forever as a coach. Ah, oh, that's on me. Carl, you need to get in there. Gumpy, you good? Did you get a headache last night? Two and a half hours in there? That's no, a no, not at all. I'm ready, man. I got that serve going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean, his brain, yeah. You're 120 <laughs> feet in the air painting ships, pal. That doesn't matter hey, anymore. 12 stories up there. Mm-hmm. Just hanging. What were you painting? Paint ships. He was a ship painter. He called us from the shipyard. He was a, whenever we were first on radio. He was a caller. Uh, that we all befriended, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then now, by the way, like, dude's potentially going to be a citizen rather soon yeah, here. I mean, I mean oh, like, yeah. there's, like, real things. Ha- like, had to write a letter. And we had a lawyer involved. Mm-hmm. Poli- there's, got, there's, I believe there's some politicians involved at this point. There's a whole process to getting some. I think he's on the process of becoming a citizen. That comes from painting ships in the shipyard. Now he's part of the show incredibly proud to be a part of the gumpy story and i'm lucky that we found one of the most electric humans of all time out of a small no-name fucking town shipyard it is Mm -hmm. awesome it is incredible and i can't wait to get back to that shipyard someday ain't that right gumpy when pat called to offer me the job he facetimed me i had a full face respirator on and a needle gun and he goes i can't fucking hear you and he hung up And then I, he didn't answer my FaceTime. I didn't hear from him for two days. I thought I lost the fucking job. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a, it's been an incredible run here. It's been an incredible run. But when I got to see him in the bottom of the ship, because not only, by the way, do you paint the outside, you got to paint the bottom mm-hmm. too. Whenever I saw him down walking around the bottom with his glasses and this big thing on, and you got people in the back, you know, that are probably just absolutely, probably happy, I guess. I don't know, but seemed to be. You know, a very difficult job. I was like, got to get Gumpy to America. Got to get him out of that ship. Got to get you out of the ship. Gumpy, happy you are. Sounds like your brain cells got left behind, though. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to argue that. <laughs> He's the greatest, the greatest soccer better on earth yeah. right now. Yep. The greatest. It's not. I think sports books are actually listening to his picks for soccer and changing odds. He's one of the sharps right now. Have to. I believe it. Hey, Gump, the good thing is, though, there's no way Canada's going to ship you back there. Like, they wouldn't even take you if you wanted to go. No, it's beautiful. I don't want to go back. I'll You're tell you what, his good. town, though, is beautiful over there. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Nicest town in Canada, really. It is beautiful. You were actually going to come visit. Then you got offered to do the uh, Packers Lions game. Oh, yeah. I forgot we we're going to go over <laughs> yeah. there. Oh, and then Prater threw the touchdown. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Never offered another NFL job again. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Best nope. Lions game of all time in my eyes. No Kuth in the booth. <laughs> Aaron got hurt second play of the game. Yeah. yeah. That was a blowout. That was cold. That mm-hmm. was tough. I had a great time. <laughs> it was a shining gem on the pro- pro- 
Patricia regime, yeah. really. Oh, yeah. That, that was his pinnacle. A shutout. Yeah. In Lambo. <laughs> Week 17, nothing on the line. Blew him out. Yeah. What was it, 31? Yeah. 31, nothing, yep. <laughs> What did you talk about that whole game? Like, what did you do? <laughs> you you know. I mean, you know me pretty well at this point. That There was anything and everything that potentially <laughs> made an appearance on the screen was potentially talked about, you know? It was – everybody saw the Prater call, obviously. Yeah. I feel like there were some other moments in there where, you know, maybe not enough credit, but then there's some moments where it's like, hope nobody really watched it. Didn't someone own a Dunkin' Donuts? What's that? Didn't someone own a Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, yeah. Ricky Jean-Francois. Yeah, there was like a six-minute highlight tape of that whole game. (laughs) He owns 30-some Dunkin' Donuts. And then we went into a full conversation about my order at Dunkin' Donuts Uh after he made a tackle. (laughs) And then we move on. I need Uh, to watch that. I'm going to watch that from start to finish because I know you were with Robert Smith. Yeah, the the Prater call is fun, but I want to see the little things (laughs) that you throw in that neither of them got or understood. And you're just like, oh, all right. And you just kept throwing things at him. You know, there's a lot of things I do in this world where I have to have a firm belief that although the room is not reacting, I know somebody is, yeah. you know, and that has happened in my sports media uh, time here. And for that, a lot of that game, I thought to myself, I feel like a lot of people are going to enjoy a lot of things I'm saying, except for the people, by the way, that are maybe not particular fans of mine, like executives. For yeah. instance. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that uh, this particular part of the show is brought to you once again by Burrow. If you haven't heard of them by now, you must not have been listening. They're the furniture company built from the ground up to get rid of everything that annoys you about furniture shopping. Like the sound of that. Well, back when Burrow started sponsoring the show, they sold a single modular sofa system. But since then, they've grown to take care of your entire living room. I remember back when Burrow started. Mm Mm-hmm. We read some ads for Burrow back in the days before we were on Sirius Every Day. It was before we were fully committed to YouTube. It was yep. back whenever we were just a content creation company, and Burrow was a single modular sofa system seller. Yeah, they sent it to us. It had the uh, the USBs in the uh, cushions. That was the, the big selling point. At the Easy time. to put together, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember that. It, it is no coincidence that they've had massive success. Absolutely. They have a new range collection. Bar, Burrow launched their second modular system back in November. It's super comfortable with wider seats and deeper cushions than their Nomad collection, but features the same durable materials and simple assemblies. That, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Credenzas. They have two new credenzas. I need one of those. That are perfect for your TV station with adjustable height interior shelves, cord organizing holes at each corner, and customizable designs. Whenever we talked about the USB thing in there and easy to put together, they're trying to make furniture shopping not only comfortable and easy, but also innovative. Like, how do we make things better? How do we Mm -hmm. make life easier for people? Shout out to Burrow for doing that. They also have coffee and side tables. They have fast, free shipping on every single order. As always, every order from Burrow, no matter how small or large, includes fast, free shipping, which can save you an average of $100 on uh, bigger items like catch. Wow. Burrow loves the show. They've been around for a long time. I'm thankful that they're successful, and I'm thankful they're back. I'm excited to be chatting about their growth. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to share everything that they've been working on. Uh, show them you're listening to this show. Okay. That's an interesting way there. Show them. Hey, go ahead and show them you're listening <laughs> if you need furniture. And go to burrow.com slash McAfee. That's B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E and get $75 off your first order. That's burrow.com slash McAfee for $75 off plus the free shipping. Huh? Here we go. 
Shout out to Burrow. Shout out to you. Let's go ahead and do this thing. If you're looking for new furniture, shout out Burrow. Let's get back to the show. A man who's made a lot of incredible decisions to help a lot of people in this world. An incredible football player. An incredibly philanthropic man uh on behalf of nationwide which is the official sponsor of walter payton man of the year award which is the greatest award you could win in the nfl because it means you're the greatest person in the nfl that season uh ladies and gentlemen work done yeah! boy warwick what's up man what's up what's up fellas hey what are you doing with nationwide today well, today uh, it's a partnership with Nationwide, really promoting and talking about the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Uh, you know, they've done a great job of really promoting what guys do in the community, uh, the impact that all the guys in the National Football League have who've been nominated. You know, they've invested a million three into the community, which is is which is vital to uh, improving the different communities. But also, wow. just being nominated, you know, you have opportunity to raise money for your organization. They get. $40,000 being nominated, but the winner gets two hundred and fifty. And wow. I'm kind of, I'm kind of jealous that they get that much money, you know, to win or, or even to be nominated. It's a lot different than when I was coming through. But we have a partnership that is really focused on highlighting the great work the guys are doing in the community, and not just focus on the game of football. So nationwide. You know, they have my love and support, and it's uh, it's a really good partnership with the NFL. Yeah, the NFL has grown in every fashion basically since you played and since you won the Walter Payton Man of the Year. It's nice to know that the money being donated to the winner has also gone up. Hopefully that'll continue to grow as the years continue. I know this award is one that's gaining a lot more steam when it comes to the media. You know, I think back in the day it wasn't talked about as much. Now it's almost one of those things where, as it should be, it's like, hey, this is an incredible honor to be voted by your team that you're the guy who has been in the community the most. You winning that, I think, is a staple of the work done conversation and legacy, especially now that Deshaun Watson is a Houston Texan and grew up in a house that you donated to him. Now, how did that happen? How did you become such a philanthropical person? And were you always that way? How did it all kind of come to be? Because not everybody, by the way, a lot of people make a lot of money doing things. Not everybody's just giving away houses to a bunch of people. That is, was that the plan all along? Well, no, uh, honestly, uh, man, I lost my mom when I was 18. So I had no idea what I was going to do that I was you know, going to invest in a community that I had no idea. So, you know, for me, I was driven because of what I went through as a kid. And, you know, really I owe a lot to Coach Tony Dungy that my rookie year, he challenged the rookies about uh, being a part of the community and giving back and being involved. And, you know, I wanted to figure out ways that I can give back and, and, and impact the community. And I thought about my mom and her dream of home ownership. Uh, so we started this program my rookie year called Homes for the Holidays, and we helped three single-parent moms, you know, uh, that first year. And I had still had no idea about the impact, but when I went home later that night, I realized, wow, that was life-changing. Yeah. I want to do it again and again and again. And, you know, this really also comes from the city of Baton Rouge, you know, my mom was a Baton Rouge City police officer that was gunned down in the line of duty. Man. And the city of Baton Rouge, the citizens there supported my family. They started a fund. People donated. They started a fund for us. And that's how we were able to pay bills all those years. And they taught me what it means to care about your neighbor. You know, they wrapped their arms around us and really was there for us in our time of need. And, yeah, 
that taught me that people do care. You can care about your neighbor and, you know, care about people that you don't know. So I just think that was, you know, really layered on top of that to move forward and, and help individuals that are trying to help themselves. So I think that's probably what made me more philanthropic. And the more that I have done it, I can tell you I've learned a lot, you know, uh, you know what individuals go through. I come from a similar situation, but it also makes me want to do more because if people have the opportunity to change their lives for the better, and not just the parents, but most importantly, it's about the kids. It's really about changing their lives and giving them uh, a foundation that they can grow up and become really good individuals and great citizens in their community. So that's what it's about uh, for me. Hey, or going back to your, your run days for president. You should run for president. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. You absolutely should should and, and could run for president. But going back to Florida State, when you were there with a, a ton of great players, I actually grew up a Florida State fan. I meant. Pat was going to tell you, hey, this is the ultimate compliment I mean towards you, but I had a, I had a hamster. I named him Warwick growing up because I was a fan of you. I love that. He's getting yeah. a chance to tell his, his namesake. I'm finally getting to tell you. So what's weird is I was – I man, you made one of your, your – maybe your second to last year, I think, we, I played against you. And I remember talking to my dad. I'm like, should I tell him? Should I tell Warwick that I'm strapped for him? And I thought about it, and I never got the opportunity. So I just want to let you know right now. Always been a big fan, but going back to Florida State, what was Bobby Bowden like, man? What kind of impact did he have on you? Well, you know, Bobby, for me, he was the perfect individual at the perfect time in my life, right? And I'd have never went to Florida State if he didn't make a deal with me. So people were recruiting me to play defensive back, and that's not what I wanted to play. I wanted to play running back. So Coach Bowden made a deal. I said, Coach, I will come. You give me an opportunity to play running back. If it doesn't work out, I'll move to defensive back. And he said, deal. And once when I got there, you could see what type of leader he was. He, uh, you know, what we did as a team, he would take guys to, you know, a Baptist church, all black church. Then we went to a Catholic church. His message was no matter our backgrounds or where we're from, we have to play together. We have to trust each other. We can't win without each other. We can't do it alone. And, you know, that, that taught me it was more about togetherness, you know, a family. And he was someone that I could always go and talk to about my life, the different issues I, I had going on trying to raise my brothers and sisters from Tallahassee. And he was someone that I went to his office every week, sit down and we would just have conversations. So he was someone that I, I, I just really grew to trust and be fond of and the respect that he had for his players, how he challenged us to be the best that we can be and not just ordinary individuals. So he was someone that I always will always have my respect. Uh, will always have my respect, period. Uh, we have to get you out of here. We can't thank you enough for your time. Quick, <laughs> quick follow up there. Quick follow up to that question. All of these services you went to, Catholic service, the one you were like, this one doesn't make any sense? Or was it, was, which one do you think was the one if you had to judge all the different services? <laughs> Well, let me just tell you this. I went to, I came from a Catholic private school, all boys, predominantly white. So I was used to the Catholic system. I grew up in the Baptist system. So 
you know, you have to learn to adjust. But those are ten hour services, aren't they? I mean, aren't those things ten hours? I mean, it's stand up sit my dad went to a Catholic school and I've been to a couple Catholic like weddings or whatever, and it's like, all right, strap it up today, boys. We're gonna be in for one. You know what I mean? It it, it is different, to be honest. It is different. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful. But I wouldn't be here today without nationwide and, and the opportunities that they've given me to talk to you guys. So Nationwide is on your side. Baby. <laughs> Man of the Year Award. You know? you. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Work done. Yeah. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. There's a lot of other shows out there. The fact that you allow us to penetrate your ear holes, I am so incredibly thankful. Tomorrow is massive. Friday before Super Bowl. Oh, baby. Always loaded. Let alone the Super Bowl show we have going on on Sunday. Let's mm-hmm. have a weekend. Let's have a good Thursday. And let's... Be a friend and tell a friend if you made it this far. Hashtag end of pod squad. We're giving away some cash. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Thursday. We'll see you manana.